All right, episode 29 of the Lucas Grandsire podcast. We know what it is. Super creative podcast, super creative guy. Even my dog's name is named after the color he is. Just tell you how creative I am, but very excited about this guest today. For once, it's a guy that's kind of outside of the MMA circle. It is the great Remington James. I feel like I could lift uh, list off all the things you do. Anabolic chef, right? Fitness YouTuber, <laughs> all this stuff. We could spend all day, right? Businessman and everything. What's going on, sir? How are you? Oh, man. Longest day of my life, dude. One of them days yeah. where it's just like from the moment I woke up till right now, we ain't stopped him. We're still doing it. So, yeah, because that, that's right. Like your day's over, but you still sat down to do a podcast, tired or not. Like we got to appreciate you for that one. Hey, man, you got to just motto in life. You get shit done. You just get it done. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't realize this was an MMA podcast. Well, so that's the thing, right? It's got my name on it. I could have named it something corny, like Head Kick, uh, MMA right, right. podcast and stuff. But I'll say, like, I'm going to call it Lucas Grandsire podcast. Like I said, I'm creative. And then I talk to people I want to talk to. Like, I, I like to watch your videos a lot. I'm like, I'm going right. to invite them on the podcast. But are you an MMA guy? Is it fair to call you an MMA fan? Um, So, okay. Back in the day, back in the day, I was a little more into it than I am now. I actually did uh, three months of, like, MMA training at an MMA gym. So... A little, a little bit of yeah. experience. I've forgotten all of it. Yeah. Um, but so just about like two months ago, I really got back into it. So like if there's a fight night or like UFC card, I'm getting it. I'm watching it. It's just in my opinion, because I'm not a sports guy. Yeah. I don't watch football. I don't watch people always think so because I wear these flat bills, but I only wear them because I think the symbol looks cool. Yeah. People are like, you're a yeah. Cardinals fan. I'm like, dude, is that, Car <laughs> is that Cardinals? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, no, I think it's the, the best sport out, man. I fucking love UFC. I love MMA. I really do. It, I mean, it's such an exciting sport. Like I hear people like, you know, that, oh, I have trouble getting into combat sports. Like, dude, it's face punching. You know what I mean? Like how much right. more, you like baseball? You don't like face punching? Like, I don't understand how more people haven't gotten into it unless, of course, they're scared of the violence. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel like there's something about it where you're taking two men or two women and they're just training for months and then everything comes down to these like three or five rounds in the cage. It's all on the line. It's all technical. And um, just the then it's some of the upsets and the rivalries and when those title fights come, you can't tell me there's nothing more excited. Like two weekends ago when uh, Nganu and Miochik fought, it was like I had probably 10 people at the crib. We got pizzas. We got yeah. everybody. Like we do this thing where it's like everybody brings like $20 bills and then we just do $20 bets on all the fights. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like every fight coming, you're throwing 20 out. You're like, nothing was crazier than when Nganu just like dropped Miochik. That was, I mean, my money was on Nganu, but obviously, yeah. you know what I mean? Miochik has a, has a, has, has a little run he's been on. So it was just, just crazy to watch, man. Crazy to watch. And it's just like, I mean, I mean, I imagine some people get that way with like football or like soccer, if you're one of them, but it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Stop you're like just so you get hyped when that shit's down to the line and stuff. And it's, I feel like you see that so often in MMA, like there's all, there's just cool shit. And, um, I mean, I, I grew up like, I got in a lot of fights growing up, like yeah. a lot in grade school and shit and middle school, high school. So it's like, I don't, it's just cool to watch. I like pe watch people get fucked up. So what's your record, man? Were you any good? Some people say like, y'all fighters look like I fought in high school, like in the streets. Like, oh, what's your record? I got my ass kicked a lot. That's why I'm a fighter yeah, now. Yeah. Did you, were you, would you have a winning record? Yeah, I, I won more than I lost, for sure. Yeah. Um, For sure. I mean, there were some of them that were on film back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I remember, dude, it was uh, high school. I don't know, friend. I won't mention any names. But it was like, and it was over dumb shit, dude. I mean, I'm right. from like Southern Ohio where like it's a bunch of rednecks. So like, if you feel <laughs> insulted, like we're, we're fighting over it. You know what I mean? Which is what I hate about like everybody online now. I feel like the problem with everybody on like Twitter 
and these online platforms, you've just never been punched in the mouth for saying some ignorant shit. So it was like, but even I remember we had like, I had, it was like me and a friend and we're in the locker room at, at uh, school and he has said something about like, well, I could beat you up. Like, no, you couldn't. Like, well, let's do it after school then and find out. We meet, the whole like school shows up. We're like <laughs> in this backyard. Someone pulls out a camera phone and we did like first one to draw blood loses and it was really muddy out. Oh man. And then like, he was like a lot bigger than me too. Yeah. But he came at me and I don't know if he like over punched or something. I mean, dude, I was, I was a junior in high school, but like he slipped in the mud and fell and I just got him like three times in the nose, busted him open. Bingo. Yeah. I was like, it was cool. Cause I got clout for it. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? There we go. And like got the tough guy thing. Whole school wash problem though. Someone there videoed it on their phone and showed the principal in the office. Yep. And uh, I went to court for that shit. Yeah, I got I got like three assault charges on me before I ever even graduated. No, you went to you went to court in our school. It was like you got suspended ten days, and they made you write a little. You know, I hit him with a left. He hit me with a right. And but that was the end of it. But they made you guys go to court for that. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, it didn't get bad because I got into fights in middle school that never required court. Yeah. It was just you just got suspended. But like, dude, once like eighth grade and then high school hit, um, yeah, dude, everything. Like I remember, I just got into an altercation. A dude was picking on my friend, and my friend had a cast on. He was a senior, and we were juniors or so I can't, sophomores. Can't remember, but he was like picking on him, and I just walked up and saw it happen. And like all I did was shoved him. He got in my face, and he got broken up real quick. I went to court for that. Like we both went to court wow. for that. It was just a shove. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I got jumped yeah. once, and I got actually I've been jumped twice. Yeah. So, fuck my shoulder up real bad getting jumped. Well, the, the thing I heard about jumping is, you know, there's a lot of guys that like, I want to learn Kung Fu so I can whoop like three people's ass at the same time. And I remember there's one person that explained like, even two on one, you're going to lose that because you have two people and you're one guy. You know what I mean? So like getting jumped, it's like, as soon as you got more than two people, like, I don't care how heroic you are. Like the Tim's come out to your face. Like it's over. I mean, there's just too much happening. Yeah. Like when there's more multiple people, I got jumped on uh, Ohio University campus once and uh, that was not fun. I got fucked up. Fucked my shoulder up. I still have shoulder problems to this day. Just like, it was like eight dudes on a porch. And I was drunk wow. as shit. It was probably my fault. You know what I mean? So uh, I was just drunk as shit. You feel like your feet, like you're invincible <laughs> when you're drunk. Liquid and courage. I, like I just waded into one dude and his friends just fucking stomped me. Like stomped me. And then our friends came back. Then it was like a, dude, I'm surprised I'm alive, bro. I'm yeah. surprised I'm alive. Real talk. It's funny you say that because you mentioned the, the redneck thing. Like I, I grew up in North Carolina. So it's like if anybody can understand, like I grew up in the South, man. So I get the yeah, redneck yeah. thing. We've had the parties like that where, you know, one of our friends got way too drunk and started arguing with, you know, the big redneck. And then, you know, they fight and you think it's over. And then you got a bunch of dudes that show up in those big ass trucks. Everybody's got oh. a baseball bat and stuff. And you're like, whoa, hold on. That's not jumping anymore. Like somebody's going to get fucked <laughs> up. Like a war? Get out of here. Yeah, we got a dip. Like we're about to start a race war. This is black too. And it was like, <laughs> look, man, like. It's like, we, we fuck with you, but it's like, you know, there's way too many like racist yeah. people out here for you to be doing stuff like that. Well, dude, I mean, I mean, where I grew up, man, it was, uh, you know, they just canceled the Confederate flags, yeah. you know, all around. But like, where I grew up, that was just like, dudes yeah. had those in their trucks. Never once did like, I don't know. Just, I just, I never looked at it. I didn't have a Confederate flag, but I never looked at it as like something that was racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back then, which is wild now that it's like, you look at the history of it, you're like, Ooh. That is a little tainted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, I mean, like I said, man, North Carolina it's pretty much the same thing where it's like you had the you know, and my high school was famous, you know, before I got there for race wars. Like every other week it was like, you know, as people labeled it blacks versus rednecks and it's like you right. had the trucks on one side with the guys, you know, wearing the full suit of camo with the big boots and the black guys would come in and it's like, you know, it, it got it got pretty crazy. It's crazy like 
you know, everybody today talks about, you know, peace and stuff. But back in high school, man, shit got wild. Yeah, man. I just think that, uh, like I said, man, earlier, we're in a weird spot, dude. It's like um, all these people that talk peace are so quick to hop on Twitter and just like say some ignorant shit. That's my least favorite part yeah. about social media is fucking comment sections and fucking cartoon profile pictures on Twitter. Dude, if I had if I had like one wish, I could rub a genie bottle and have one wish right now. I would just like line them all up in a row. All the cartoon profile pictures, yeah. shit talking motherfuckers. And I'd slap all of them in the mouth. That literally I dream about that. That would be a fucking that would just oh, so cathartic. It would just be the best over anything. I'd trade the Lambo in. I'd do it all. Yeah. Like, That's what I'd want to do. Some fucking internet haters, dude. Can't stand them. It's funny because, you know, you mentioned it's an MMA podcast. Like, obviously, on Twitter, I'm a part of all the MMA stuff. And you think for such a tough sport, like, the people would match the toughness of, you know, some of these athletes, right? But in reality, oh, yeah. like, these guys talk so much shit about these guys. And then the fighters, what they, they do this thing where they mistake cartoon profile picture for, like, a legit journalist. Like, oh, the media's talking shit. No, man. All right. Three followers McGee with the SpongeBob profile picture, dude. That like that's not the people that cover the sport. And it's <laughs> well, like, and that's one thing I've had to like come to terms with with uh, myself because like I'm pretty fortunate in that I don't really get a lot of negative stuff. I mean, no matter what, you're online, you're gonna get something. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't really get get it that much. And if I do, I don't see it. But it's like, uh, my I just get pissed off reading replies. Yeah. To, like you know, what I mean, especially like MMA fighters or like rappers I follow or just people I follow. I'm reading replies. I'm like, who in the fuck are you? Yes. Like, 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 so an example, man, I really think a lot of it's uh, young kids, man, young, angry yeah. guys, because yeah. I got in this argument the other day. What was it? Um, uh, so I'm in Texas and they just ended the mask mandate a couple weeks back. Right. Right. So no more masks down here. Thank God. Um, so like one of my friends down here posted like, hey, Texas sent the mask mandate. What do you think? And then someone replied. I can't remember the specifics, but someone replied something about uh, like we're all going to die. And that uh, the worst state in the world and we should like just this big, long thing, cartoon profile picture. Yeah, and right. I just replied with coward. You know, I, mean? I, I couldn't help it. I need to not. I need to not get baited in like that. I just. Yeah. I replied coward. And then like you. this exchange started happening and I'm arguing in this. Uh, this uh, he like looked at my page and he's like something about like dumb meathead bodybuilder. Like get back in the gym and ended up saying like uh, so something he called me like unsuccessful. Like all this shit and then um it like boiled down to the argument went on and on and on and then uh eventually he goes well i don't even know what you're doing on here arguing with a kid and i'm like or yeah or he said a teenager and yeah. i'm like dude because yeah that was i called him out on his cartoon profile picture right i'll like, put your face on here if you're a real man and he's like uh and, he's, and it basically just boiled down to like i don't know what you're doing arguing with a teenager i'm like dude it, there's no age in your profile right you have a bleeding skull as your profile picture and you're on here talking mad shit yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, then I like deleted all my shit, felt bad afterwards just because I'm like, dude, that was fucking pointless. You know what I mean? That yeah. was fucking stupid. I just pissed myself. But it's just like that, like, because when I was young, man, I probably would have been an asshole online too. <laughs> if I think about it, you know what I mean? Like you probably would have been an asshole too. So it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't think all people should be allowed to talk. <laughs> yeah. Real talk though. I really don't. I just think that, uh, I think the difference now compared to like back back in the day was like in order to have any type of platform you had to be vetted for it right like you yeah. like in order to speak you had to someone had to kind of put you on you had to show some type of uh i don't know like ability to at least conduct yourself in a decent manner have a a decent average level of intelligence i think we just have a bunch of low status motherfuckers just talking shit 
and it's just uh fucking makes my head hurt yeah well what sucks is when you see like to come back to the fighters like you'll see like the fighters will, will be engaging with those kind of people and then you know you see all the support and they're gonna reply to the three like it's either extreme like 60 year olds that are talking right. shit to a fighter in his prime or like you mentioned the 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 kid with the bleeding skull like and it's weird because it's like, why are you giving those guys attention? Like, that's what they want. And the joke is always, you talk shit, but if you saw me in person, oh, can I get a picture? Can I get your autograph? I'm a big 100%. fan. Like, all, all of that. Well, dude, it's, uh, and the thing is, it's easy to look at those guys and be like, why would you respond to that? But until you're there and you see it. Right. Like, the, it's so hard to explain, man. But I can get 100 good comments and one bad one. And the one yeah. bad one sits with me all day. Pisses me off all day. The good ones don't do shit. You know yeah. what I mean? At first yeah. they did. When I first started like coming up, it was like the good ones were great. And like, I appreciate all those good ones. I do, but they don't do anything. There's, there's nothing there, but the bad ones, the bad ones fuck with me. So I can see why anybody like, cause you just want to like reach out and just fucking, yeah. you know, like, choke somebody, dude. Like, especially a fighter, especially someone that's like, you can like, do that fighting for a living. They know yeah. like 100% cause there's a chance that like I could be talking shit to a cartoon profile picture and it's a fucking, 610 convict you know what i mean fucking fingernail shaved the blades and i just get murdered but then yeah. like you know what i mean but like a fighter it's like all right there's there's a point zero 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 one percent chance you could fuck with me in real life so i can see why you'd be combative yeah, yeah get the fuck out of here yeah bitch. like i can see that well, that's the thing is, you know, for a while I was doing, you know, interviews for like a big, this big YouTube channel, you know, talking to the fighters and stuff. And the thing when you have such a big platform out of nowhere, it's all the comments. And, you know, everybody's like, don't yeah. read the comments. And you're like, yeah, no, I won't. And then there you are scrolling through it and you see all this shit talking when you're not used to it. Your first reaction is, you know, Mark Hunt had a famous quote where somebody was like, hey, man, you need to leave this Brock Lesnar stuff alone. He answers back like, who the fuck do you think you are? Get the fuck off my page. I wanted to copy and paste on every single one of those comments. All of us like, you suck. Who the fuck do you think you are? You fuck with, get off my page. But you have to learn, like, let those go. Try to appreciate the good guys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Low-key, some good feedback on some of them. If someone's like, your audio shit, it's like, well, it sucks to hear. But you know what? Maybe I can fix that. You know yeah, they well, mean that? They mean to there's fix a big it, difference but. between, like, constructive criticism and yeah. a motherfucker out just to, like, try to hurt you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big yeah. difference. I uh, actually, I follow Joe Rogan's advice. I don't, uh, I haven't read a YouTube comment in uh going on a year wow yeah and uh the only ones i really see are like instagram um like i said i don't i don't really i don't even know why it bothers me so much because i don't get much hate i'm i get yeah. this is the fuck part and why i need to delete twitter off my phone i get mad for people talking shit to other people like i'm like following <laughs> someone and i'm like it was like michael bisbing the other day yeah. i was just like he tweeted something i'm just like reading some replies like an idiot come across and someone was just fucking you know what i mean something about is uh that one where he got hit um, was it, I don't know, something about, uh, some after some hit, he, some hit or something. I is don't it Dan know. Henderson where, uh, he, he laid him out and then jumped on top of yes, him. With the yes. Yeah. It was something yeah. like that, but it was basically like twisted it to where like it was this, uh, if you watched it, it seemed like he, I mean, he could have maybe done it on purpose, but it seemed like just heat of the moment. It's really hard to say what's happening. Oh, there. oh if it's the one I'm thinking of that, that shit was on purpose. I think everyone has agreed because they were talking shit leading up to the yeah, whole fight yeah, yeah. and everybody called it like that. And I think he turned it into his logo where he's flying in the air. Dan Henderson, he made that his official logo and stuff. Oh, that's, that, dope. that's That's got to be on purpose. Come dope. on, man. That, you turned it into a brand. Yeah, that's his own Jordan Jumpman right there. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> but, and he's uh, jumping. Yeah, but dude was talking. I'm just like reading this shit. And the, yeah. the dude says something just heinous. And I, I'm just like sitting there reading it, getting mad. And I'm just like, I need to delete this app. Like, one for what I did, I would not have fucking Twitter. I I despise Twitter. I tell everybody that I hate Twitter, but yet it's on my phone. I just keep it yeah. I, every morning. 
all day just make yeah, myself but, mad yeah but for you it's become like a marketing tool right because that's how people find you youtube stuff like that i mean and twitter yeah. it helps too right like you have yeah. to you have to use your platforms that you have for sure yeah i mean it's uh with great power comes great responsibility so we're given these tools that are so powerful. You can reach all these people, expand your business, make money. You know what I mean? Live your best life. But at the same time, like these fucking things are just, I mean, in general, I, I mean, social media is a, I mean, it's a great tool, but it's a fucking waste of time. Yeah. Like, cause there's certain days, man. Like I'm not on social media that much for real. I, I sound like I'm always on it, but I'm really not. But like, um, there's days if I'm extra tired, I sleep like shit. That distraction pulls me in so much more. And it's just like the perfect storm of just like next thing you know dude your day that should have been done at six it's like nine o'clock at night you're still fucking working been reading nothing but bullshit i never get off social media with a profound experience that i like yeah. just discovered some hidden wealth of knowledge like it's never that it's yeah. just you know asses and knockouts and people talking yeah. shit you know stock market down like <laughs> shit like that Oh man, I, I want to get back to your MMA things. I'm curious. You said you mentioned you get back into it. I'm always curious, like guys that get into the sport, or in your case, get back into it. I, I know, like the names are a big thing, right? For a lot of people to get into, it, you have to follow these characters and sort of root for them. Who are those right. guys for you? Like, who are the guys that you follow that really put you back into the sport? Well, um, okay, I'm trying to think of the uh, first fight I watched when I came. So the big thing for me with uh, the UFC fight. So I moved here to Texas about a two years ago. Well, year and a half. So, like, back before I moved, I would always have fights on. I'd have people over. Then we'd have make it like an event. And then when I moved down here, I didn't really have like a lot of friends, no one to invite over. And then, um, what fight? What was that first fight I watched back? It was the big card. Um, uh, I, you know, it was that last uh, the Conor McGregor uh, Poirier fight. Oh, in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just happened not that long ago. So um, that was one like I no one had really interested me. I hadn't been anywhere or around anybody that watched MMA. Shit's locked down. The sports bars are closed. You know, I don't know how I can. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, UFC actually had me blocked, so I couldn't. Oh yeah. Do the, yeah, so I couldn't do the fights. Um, that's a long story. Um, but uh, yeah, so I couldn't. I didn't know that like ESPN was yeah. a new way for the fights or whatever. So um, but it was that um that fight and uh, things had just opened up in January and it was like the talk of downtown. So when it went with some friends down here in Houston and we went out, the fight was on and we're just watching it and the crowd's huge. Everybody's excited. Masks are off. Everybody's drinking, just yeah. having fun. And then you watch the fight and the excitement. I go into it. I got a little bit of money on Connor and then Connor like looks like he's, you know, doing pretty yeah. good. And then he gets, gets got real quick. And it was just like the excitement and the buildup and the letdown it was like I hadn't felt that many emotions since before <laughs> yeah. COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just being locked inside with a dog. You forget what it feels like to be human. So it was like that happened. And then I was like, all right, I need to get back into this. And then yeah. the card, what was the card after that? Um, was it a fight night or was it a pay-per-view? I think it was a pay-per-view because I, I think I got that pay-per-view, signed up on ESPN after that, loved that, and I watched it by myself in my house. And it was just the coolest thing. Yeah. That's a it's sign. Just, if you watch it by yourself, that's how you know you like it. Yeah. yeah. And I did that that one night because it was always one of the things, too. You're like, man, am I going to spend 70 bucks to sit yeah. here and watch this? But now I'm like, yes, I'm going to spend 70 bucks. I'm going to spend another 50 on pizza. Right. And uh, we're, we're doing the damn thing. So, yeah, I just started watching it and um, I just fucking loved it to then the point the card after that. I actually started and, like I watched all the prelims and then I watched the main card. Then I'm watching the fight nights and then to where it's like uh, with Leon Edwards and the eye poke. Yep. 
and then it's like, a, so that's coming up on a, the card. Is it UFC two or the the one that's coming next or in, in a couple weeks? I think in I uh, the pay per view or yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that's coming in Texas. Is that the one? Is that the Texas one or is that the Florida one? I think it's Florida, then it's Texas. Is it? I'm trying to. They they are you get you get so many of them. They start to. I know. Blend in. I know. Is it, is it the Diaz? Is it but, the um, Diaz card? Yes, I think is is yeah. Leon's fighting Diaz, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's Texas card. That's Texas card because they're okay, co-main okay. co-main event, and they got a uh, Kamaru and uh, Jorge Masvidal. Main yes. Event. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. So um, but yeah, basically, like I'm just into it now. Where like I wouldn't have known who Leon was, and then now it's yeah. like you watch the fight and you really get invested in the characters. You're like, oh, it's yeah. like uh, professional wrestling back in the day, except it's real. <laughs> You know what I mean? And you're yeah. and you're like, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's just it's fucking it's cool. And I've like I said, I've never been a sports guy, so um, just watching it and um, I, I feel it makes me almost feel more like a man. Because you know, I go places and people are like, hey, like, you know, what'd you think of the Browns game? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, dude, I was growing up, like everybody's like the quarterback for Ohio State. I'm like, I don't even know who the quarterback is. I don't know who the coach is. I just played a lot of video games, so it was just, I've just never been that sports guy. But like with UFC. I'm working my way. I'm going to become that, you know, the UFC guy. Well, so have you reached that point now? You watch all the events. Have you become like, has your social media slowly started morphing into UFC stuff? Like a good chunk of it is the fights and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of how they get you. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, but that's speaking to the power of social media. Cause it's like, um, I'm watching and then you obviously you're watching the card and you see the live tweeting happen. Yep. Right. So then you're like, I'm going to send a live tweet, you know, but <laughs> so I don't have a blue check mark. So they ain't put my shit right. on there. But it's like, but then you're seeing like John Jones tweets this, like I need to follow John Jones. This guy tweets this. I'm going to follow him. And then it's like the whole, like, this is who they follow type shit or based on who you follow pops up. And then you're just MMA mania and ESPN MMA. And it's just, you know, then you're just seeing clips and um, the, the, the exciting part though, for like Twitter, one good thing is like during the cards, you're on Twitter between fights and you got everybody live tweeting about it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Like that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. And if you're just kind of tag, like tapping in, tapping out of it, that's dope. Don't start reading the replies. You know what I mean? But if you can stay on the surface level yeah. and just get that finger on the UFC pulse. Yeah. Now it's dope shit, dude. I'm a yeah, big fan. So like the, the card, there's a fight night this weekend, right? Yeah. It's Kevin Holland and uh, Marvin Vittori. Okay. What do you think? How do you think that's going to be? I have to put this out there because I have to put it out every podcast. Kevin Hall and I had an unpleasant Twitter exchange, so I just uh, not Ooh. Twitter text exchange. So I do have to put that out there every time I make Ooh. a pick in his fight because I like to be transparent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figure Marvin Vittori. I just I feel like he's better at this point in his career. But I still, you know, Kevin Holland has the ability to shock people like he did. Uh, not his last fight, but the fight before. But I, I'm gonna lean towards the the Italian stallion. Yeah. Okay. What's um What's your thoughts on um I'm trying to remember the cat's name. Um, in the last card, the uh, the dude that got beat, and it's like his fourth loss in a row. I think he used to be champion. I'm tr- I'm drawing a blank. I, I, I you know, know what I'm talking, talking about, about. that? Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like I can't. Uh, is I it Tyron Woodley? Yes, Tyron Tyron Woodley. Go. Oh man, that one. It's like I remember watching him in his prime, and everyone mm-hmm. was on Twitter talking about goat. Oh, he's gonna come for George yep. St. Pierre. He's the goat. He's the goat. And then he loses one fight, starts getting into rapping, and now it's like he's the worst fighter of all time. But yeah. I give him a lot of credit, man, because he was having this issue where he wasn't exciting. He was backing up. He was hesitating because he's right. incredibly athletic. He's very, I mean, he's very fast. If you watch him throw punches, that dude is lightning quick. And he can he can knock out a horse. So seeing him go up in that last fight, and then he's he's working on it. He's being exciting. He's throwing, and you know, Vicente Luque made him pay for it. Like it, it was just disappointing. But 
that's the sport, man. Like as soon as you take a step down, there's a young, hungry guy that's ready to take your place. It's it's always sad seeing um I mean, you obviously the the come ups are amazing. Yeah. Like watching those those runs are amazing and seeing someone in their prime is amazing. But like seeing the mighty fall yeah. is such a is such a terror. I, I hate to see it. Like, you know, there's people that root against like uh I've never understood the people that root against like a Connor or root against like a Floyd Mayweather. Cause it's like, like the, the hardcore people that just hate their guts. Cause it's yeah. like, this is greatness right here. Yeah. And to see Connor lose is sad to me because he had such a run. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, know, yeah, it's sad. Like it sucks. And I'm like, I was legitimately, like I said, when I watched that, uh, that fight live, we'd all have some drinks in us. We're downtown. There's a crowd. Everything's fun. There's music. And he lost. And I remember like half the people there didn't really weren't there for the UFC. Yeah. So like half the people are just like still drinking, you know what I mean? Just, Oh, he lost. Okay. And I'm sitting there just like. You know, it could have been a shot in a movie where like everything around me freezes and like zooms in on me and it's sad music. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, but it was like that emotion was like, all right, like, I need to keep watching these because then the highs are yeah. so high. Like do yeah. that. Uh, the, the, the blast school, uh, is it Blackowitz? Blachowicz and uh, Adesanya. Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. That fight was dope. Cause there was so much on the line. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, uh, I mean, Adesanya lost, but like he didn't get his ass whooped. No. So that was, yeah. And I want John Jones to come and fight uh Nganu. Yeah. What do you think and, happens there? I don't even know. Cause it's like skill wise, you know who's better, but you know, power wise, you know who's gonna shut the lights off. So it's like you you can pick that fight and you could get it wrong every single time because 10 right. times they fight 10 times, it goes completely different. It's never gonna be like one, you know. That, I don't know, man. I, I feel like the safe pick, you'd want to go with someone fundamental like John Jones. But, you know, Francis Ngannou, like, he touches you real nice. I know. You're, you're done. You're done. Yeah, that's uh, – I've been thinking about that one a lot because, like, John Jones, one of the greats. I mean, if not the great. Yeah, people say he's a goat. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like – I mean, that's a card. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about, like, they can't get him enough money. I'm like, dude, just raise the cost of that pay-per-view to 100. I'm still in. Like, yeah. if we got to help cover <laughs> to get John in that ring, like, Bro, do they, it. They have the money it's just they don't want to pay it and why would you pay it if you can get away with it that's that's the big thing right now that people are saying like a lot of people like pay the fighters and then other people are like make the damn fights like right but this one it's like you know this is a legacy fight you know what i right. mean what you know one of them's going to go down like you remember this guy from cameroon francis Ngannou when he fought john jones like this is the kind of fight you talk about years later people call it ali foreman i don't know about that because you know time will tell but this is a legacy fight right here it's yeah like, go back and look at anderson's fights and stuff like that this is like this is the fight to make well maybe maybe right what they're gonna do is take because uh, i think they're already in talks in ganu they have him lined up to fight someone already i've seen some buzz on twitter about that Der Derek lewis who's actually in houston as well so okay. you know maybe stop by the gym do a little uh video with yeah. Derek lewis and a little bit of content a little, little quick one-on-one -on -one, see if he's you know quick on his feet oh, um, oh that dude he fucked me up um, dude, but that thing with bodybuilding, dude, I've lost so much flexibility. I'm not yeah. even that big, but it's just like just the flexibility of like not stretching or doing any of that stuff anymore, man. It's uh, but so here, here's my thing. In Ganu, they want to get a few more fights out of him, two or three, to cement him as the greatest, and then they hype it up. You know what I mean, because I'm showing up for any Ngannou fight too, right? You know what I mean, who's not going to show up to watch that power now? Yeah. Exactly. So they almost have to milk him for a couple fights, and then once he reaches like a uh, Nurmagomedov or you know, um. Uh, uh, what's what, what's the bad bitch's name that's just fucking everybody? Oh, up. Nunez, Nunez, yeah. You reach that yeah. status, you're like, it's like, who's coming? That's yeah. when you bring him off the bench, and then that's when that 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 money, you know, what I mean, is like, okay, what's so, I think he, he said he wanted like 50 million. 
I mean, might as well, dude. Like, you, there's a demand for it, and that, like that's the big I want thing. It. People, people want to see that shit. I want it. So, fifty oh, million. That's a stack, yeah. bro. It's a stack, but look at what guys in other sports are making. And then if you look at how much the UFC is worth, you're like, yo, you can toss a quick 50 mil that way. Like, it's not completely unrealistic. Like, how many people who don't watch any sports and you say UFC and they know pretty much what you're talking about? No one's going to think like it's karate or anything. Like, they know UFC. Oh, yeah, it's the face punch. Yeah, I mean, it's like the uh, the UFC in general. It's like it's got its, uh, like, the UFC, it's like everybody knows who Conor McGregor is. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, if yeah. like, uh, that's why I want Conor. I think Conor was so good for the sport yeah. just from an optics perspective. Yeah. Like, cause he's so much charisma, like talks a lot of shit, you know, just wins yeah. and he's just like a household name. So it's like, uh, yeah. John, then John Jones. I mean, he had his issues. Jesus. <laughs> it's crazy to think you can stay on top and like, you're like crashing cars and doing yeah. Coke and, Goat. partying in vegas that's that's goat stuff right there like the dude talks about oh i barely trained for for this fight i was on coke two weeks for that fight it's like there's some natural ability in there so i mean 100%. obviously i'm sure it's exaggerated but still you're like how many guys are eating chicken and broccoli for eight weeks and this guy shows up like you know i was doing coke two weeks ago, <laughs> off, like, off a coke insane. bender you know what i mean <laughs> like the stripper drops him off at the front gate they're like you put him in a gi get him out there it's like he's hung he's hung over out there in the middle of the cage <laughs> fucking people up like it's it's insane Nah, that is uh, you're right. That's uh, that's that's goat shit. Isn't his um family like all athletes? Yeah, because he's got two brothers. I want to say Arthur and there's another one. I always forget Arthur and Chandler, who are both in the NFL. And uh, uh, they're saying John Jones is the least athletic out of his brothers. So what what does that tell you about the the Jesus. to that family? It tells you they need to be in the UFC. Yeah, because people are like John Jones should be in the NFL. Nah, dude, bring all these guys to fighting. We want to see some face punching out of all these people. I wonder if they all have the same leg genetics. <laughs> that's right you're a fitness guy you're looking at that stuff everybody's on his yeah. comments talking about chicken legs but he said he's working on it i mean do you do you believe that is that something that's genetics or is he just i mean do that that working? is 100 genetics because you 100%. think like he, he's big right like he wouldn't just say i don't feel like doing legs because i don't want yeah, to nah, i mean like i mean dude there's so much of like what i think everybody miss like doesn't understand about bodybuilding and this fitness stuff is like you can have the perfect diet and the perfect training and there's a dude that could do a quarter of the work, an eighth of the work you're doing, and look ten times better, just based solely off genetics. Yeah, like it's um, you're either born with it or you're not. Now, I mean, you always have like you can always lose weight, you can always build muscle, um, you can always optimize the genetics you're given. But it's like no matter yeah. what I do, I've taken steroids, I've done some pretty crazy cycles, I've done every diet under the sun, and I just can't get like I just. No matter what I take or what I do, I, I'm never going to look like a Mr. Olympia. There's nothing I could do to look like that. But then those guys, you look at pictures of them when they're like teenagers and they're just like fucking twice my size. And it's just like, you know what? And their, their diet couldn't have been good back then. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your training yeah. couldn't have been that good. No. So are, are you familiar with Derek Brunson? Derek Brunson. Why do I know that name? I've well, he, fought, he was the last guy to fight Kevin Holland. They were a main event. You probably watched yes, it, but maybe yes, you... watched it. Watched it. Um, uh, was that the one? Yeah, the um, the guy that was acting all crazy, <laughs> Talk, talking the entire time. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was wild. So people people clown on Derek for his physique because he's got these shoulders that stick all the way out. And I was on a podcast because you know I'm obviously if I'm talking to you, I'm interested in this kind of stuff. And I'm like, listen, right. he's got a really good frame. Like if this guy like. All the bodybuilders, right? Or even someone like The Rock, Dorian Yates, you look at them when they're like small, 
They all yeah. have those gigantic shoulders that look like they're about to bust out of their t-shirts. And they're I not even that much. I a picture of Derek Brunson. I think I know exactly. I mean, I watched the fight. Yeah. Let me tell you. So you're so you're saying you think Derek Brunson could be a uh He's got he's got a very good frame. Like just shoulders alone, like he's got he's got the potential for something. Like people are clowning him, like he looks like he's always holding groceries, but it's like, you know, there's oh, a lot dude, of people that dude, yeah, yeah, dude, grade A genetics. Right. Like, <laughs> but people people don't understand here. that. Yeah. I mean, dude, like yeah, you like so some people that are just born with it. Yeah. Like you just have it. I mean, do you remember growing? I remember growing up, like I was never muscular growing up. I was always like the skinny fat kid. I didn't yeah. do anything. I played video games. I'd go to the pool, had love handles, was just like not athletic looking, even in the slightest bit. And then you'd have the kids that would show up and they had like a six pack and yeah. fucking chest they're muscles. Good at every sport, no matter what. And yeah. they didn't even know how to play. They didn't they're just have athletic. To try. Just pick it up and yeah. go. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that exactly. Is, that is a fucking, that is a gift from the Lord himself. <laughs> that you're born you to use it. it or you're not. Yeah. Like, so yeah, someone like like Derek Brunson, like uh, yeah, that dude. I mean, he could quit doing what he's doing now and compete if he just put a year into it, took a nice little steroid cycle. That's his. Because if the USADA is as crazy as they say it is, yeah. it's almost impossible to get away with any type of drugs. I mean, you you look at those before and after videos where people are like they show like before USADA came in and after yeah. the dude showing up just watery and. 10 pounds lighter but, and but people still don't believe they're on steroids like vitor belford who said i'm on trt and you see pictures some people are like nah it's not what it is it's like look i understand you don't want to taint the sport or whatever but right. at some point you got to be honest dude like look at this guy hercules and now he comes in 40 pounds lighter and he looks right. completely different you gotta be honest for a second i mean dude i'm i'm willing to say that i mean i know the ufc has its strict rules now but i mean dude like my gym for instance i know a lot of people really high up in the fitness industry to tell everybody they're natural and they don't take anything. And like some of the biggest names in the fucking industry. Dude, all the bodybuilders, they all say, yeah. oh, it's chicken and brown rice. Yeah. it's and it, I mean, and I, and here's the thing. You take steroids by themselves and your diet is shit and your genetics are shit. You're still going to look like shit. You might put on 10 pounds of muscle, but that like when you're like when you have fat covering it, you're still going to look like shit. I've known a lot of people that are like non-responders to steroids. They take steroids and maybe they aren't training hard enough or they aren't eating enough protein. Their diet's not good. And they don't really change. They get a little thicker, but they don't really change. And like thing with steroids is it goes both ways. So you can be taking a lot of testosterone. You could be stacking other compounds with it. And if you're not careful, the side effects really fucking suck. Side effects are terrible. Yeah. So like that's another reason your diet needs to be in check when you're on steroids. Because if you're not careful, you end up with gyno. So you get those like actual breast tissue starts forming on your like that's uh, the Adesanya thing. Right. Well, uh, so what's your take on that? Because he came out, he had he a, 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 a left peck and a right boob. So you think just the, the right boob? 100%. Yeah. I, uh, I, I did like a little deep dive into it because I started, oh, I yeah. saw it was going around big in the fitness community. Right. A lot of people right. clowning on it. And I'm watching yeah. it and I'm like uh, looking at the befores, the afters. Then I watched the actual fight on the, that ESPN app is so dope. You can watch the old fights and shit. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of catching up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. hundred percent. He had to have taken steroids. You think um, so? So he said it was weed. You don't, you don't buy that at all. Weed? He, that's what he's that's why everybody was like oh, hold on what but yeah that's so, yeah, so if it was you, laced with tren and you know what i mean like I, like no well, so it had how, to be. how does that happen how do you have like one boob and like one regular like how how does that um I, mean, I would say a lot of it's uh i would say it's um genetics um but even then it's hard to say like you might just have one area of your chest that's more susceptible to it because i think so with me, I've taken a decent little amount of steroids and um, I've never had any problems ever, but I have right. friends that take steroids. I have a friend. I actually, 
Okay. I got to be careful. I phrase it. A right. guy I know very well, he's dealing with it right now. He's got a little lump yeah. that he needs to get rid of. And a lot of the guys, when it happens, it's so little and you catch it so early, you can like knock it out. So what do you do? Surgery to knock it out? Or is there well, a way surgery, outside? Surgery, they can cut the gland out. So they, because literally you develop breast tissue, you right. develop a boob on top of your muscle. Right. That's crazy. So it's like they can go and they can cut the gland out with surgery. Or if you take a certain um, bodybuilding, there's like a PCT medication. Estrogen blocker or something like that? Yeah, well, you can take estrogen blockers, things like that. But there's one in particular. Maybe it's called – I've never had to take it, so I can't remember. But there's one thing you can take in particular. Names on top of my head. But you take it, and it's supposed to like – you get it early enough, it'll zap it, shrink it, and you right. won't really know it's there. So um, I'm surprised Adesanya let it get – dude, that was a, that was a, a B cup. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was distract. Like once you notice it, it's like it's very distracting. Like it, it's like you know, I, I like the guy. I've interviewed him before, but it's like it. There was something you couldn't say. Like oh, some people are like maybe he tore his pec, but it's like man, it, it's a boob. That's like, not a torn pec. Yeah, it's a boob. We can see that. That's, it's a, that's boob. a tit. Yeah, you could grab that thing. <laughs> you know, you could fondle yeah. that. That's a that's a breast. Yeah. So um, yeah, he definitely he had to have. I mean, I don't know of any other way. That, that would have happened. And I watched a lot of videos on it trying to explain it. So it more like, plates, um, more dates did something too. Well, he does it on everybody, but I assume yeah, he yeah. did something on Israel as well. Yeah. And he, I mean, his conclusion was like, has to be steroids. Yeah. Yeah. At least uh, from what I remember that video, I mean, that's, I just don't, that just doesn't happen. Like yeah. it just, that just does not happen. So I would imagine he's in this off season and, um, but like, and here's the thing. I don't care that he took steroids. Right. I think they should make it legal and make all these dudes be able to take everything. And we could have just the craziest fights in the world. That's called pride. That That's pride back in the day. But we. Yeah. yeah. So it's like put everybody on whatever they want. Get everybody to peak position. Because it's in like every other sport anyways. So it's like I really think anybody competing at the top level, the incentives are there for you yeah. to want to take this shit. And, but you're rich enough that you can like find ways to bypass some of the shittier testing like in the NBA, for example. Well, that you can. Um, These guys have access to doctor. I mean, dude, there is. Yeah so many little black market things, you know, or above board black markets that these guys have access to. When you have money, the barriers just fall away. Yeah. And you, you join the, you know, the Chicago bulls. And then like your one teammate goes, Hey, so, uh, here's this guy, I'm going to link you up. And you just got, you know, your millions of dollars sign on. And you're just like, all right, well, this is only, you know, it's like pennies to them at this yeah. point. And these doctors feel cool. Cause they're rubbing shoulders with the athletes and it's like a clout thing. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. and it's, um, and even now just like, because your most basic form of steroids is just taking testosterone. So it's like, right. in a lot of places you can go to these, um, just like a uh, health, like clinics, fill out some papers and they'll just like give you test. Or if yeah. you're on steroids, you come off of them. You don't let you get, you like basically have a couple week period before you start, like everything leaves your system. And then like your test levels start recovering, but it takes a minute. So if you've been abusing it for a while, quit, wait two weeks and then go in and get tested. They're going to go, Oh, your shit's in the gutter. You need this medication, and then right. boom, you have right. it. Yeah. So I, I I don't see why. Um, yeah. But Adesanya, he had to have done it in the off season, and um, yeah, just had an adverse reaction. The fact that you wouldn't get that fixed is beyond me. I imagine it was so bad. I imagine he had to have tried to do something to shrink it. Yeah, Maybe it didn't it's work. Not- Cause it's not like you wouldn't notice it until people pointed it out. Like it's your body. Like you see that, and you're training shirtless a lot, so th- there's no excuse really. Well, and it was go- wasn't it gone in this last fight? I'm not sure if it was, it was, I mean, it was reduced something. He did something. I feel like it was at least reduced, but it wasn't quite the boob. It was the, the first yeah. time around. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, now that I'm thinking about it, remembering back, there wasn't, cause I mean, the first fight I watched, there was a glaring tit yeah. in it. Yeah. 
Like it was glaringly obvious from every even, angle. Even the nipple was like giant compared to the other one. It was like you oh, couldn't yeah. miss it. You couldn't miss Once you saw it, there was no way. You yeah, could there was like, no unseeing yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah, I dreamed about it. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it haunted me for a minute. So yeah, I, he either like came off and then maybe realized like, you know, I don't know how you wouldn't have noticed. But so he either took something and drastically shrank it or, I mean, how much time was between those fights? I mean, you can get surgery and heal up pretty quick. So that was September, and then he fought recently. I want to say February, February? March, March, early March. I want to say so. Yeah, it gives you a I mean, little window. Might have gotten surgery and then you know, cut heels up, some makeup on it. I don't know, but man, yeah, fucking tits in MMA, dude. Well, I feel like that's why people like you that are into MMA and into the fitness industry, like you guys need to step in. For the people that have no idea about fitness and just say stupid shit like we did it, I feel like you guys need to step in and like, ho, ho, ho. Like as yeah. someone who knows what this is, like, guys, come on. Like, I know we don't, nobody wants to admit it, but it's like, this is what it is. This is quite clearly what you're I mean, I've, I've smoked a lot of weed. I've never <laughs> gotten a tit as a side effect. Yeah. I know a lot of people that have smoked a lot of weed. They've never gotten, you know, it's just, that just does yeah. not happen. Yeah. That's, yeah, you know, we'd have heard of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just not the only time ever that I've ever heard of anybody growing a boob that's a man is when they fucked up their steroid cycle. Right. That's it. Right. That's it. First hand experience. So yeah, it's weird to um, but I get it though. I mean, if it was a steroid cycle, he can't say that. No, 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 you cannot. You know I mean, no. he's not allowed. Yeah. So it's like it's in this weird spot where it's like, I'm not hating on the man. I'm just saying he had a boob, right. you know? So it's just like uh yeah, you're just in this weird spot where like you admit it, you know, then, then you're fucked, but you got a yeah. boob. So you did it. Yeah. And now the whole internet gets in, but plus two, you like, we like just people that have no idea, you know what I mean? Steroids to people that have never been around them or the fitness industry. They're just this like mythical thing. Yeah. You know, and you don't really understand what they do or, you know, right. and then if you've never smoked weed and then they're like, the weed did it. And it's just like, and you have 10 different arguments coming in. None of them are even really right. So maybe it'll come clean. One of these days, there'll be a documentary on it. No, no way. So what's his incentive? What's his incentive for as a fighter to do something like that? Because people imagine like you want to be jacked, but as an athlete, it's a different, different situation. So the incentive to do actual steroids? If you're a UFC fighter. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when you're taking, even just at a base level, like more testosterone is going to make you recover faster, train harder, build more muscle. And even after you come off steroid cycles, I mean, there's a ton of studies that show like you come off of steroids, you're not losing everything that you gained right? at all. So like, I imagine if you're putting in a training camp and you're training six days a week with one rest day or seven days a week, and you're in there and you want to be able to recover faster, you want to eat more, you want to build more muscle. Um, and I mean, why wouldn't you do it to be honest? And then on top of that, when you're on testosterone, you just feel better. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just yeah. feel, you just feel good. You feel like an alpha. You're stronger. You can move more shit around. You're horny as fuck. Um, <laughs> for real. And then, um, yeah. So, um, I mean, I mean, he, if you, I guess I always like, if you want to steroids fucking work. Right. And if you're getting paid millions of dollars to fight in an arena and you're the champ and you're defending a title and your legacy and feeding your family for generations is on the line. Like it's a no brainer. Like it's a no brainer. And I know you saw makes it hard. But it's like well, um, well here here is the thing for you, Sara. I would say is there has been a question of how well are they traveling? Like in the United States, they're at your house all the time. But they're saying uh, like Paulo Costa, uh, Israel's last title defense at middleweight. He was like, you Sara never came to my house, and Israel's really? in New Zealand. 
So are you telling me that like there could be they may they're maybe not testing them as much as they could because you have some issues with travel? Like there's a few things huh. like that that people have found with USADA where it is kind of an issue. Because see, I was reading um or I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and it was uh what was that cat's name on there? He was the um was it the CrossFit? It might it was either Jordan Burroughs or the CrossFit champion guy. One or the other. Jordan Burroughs is the um he was like the wrestling champion. Yeah. I know he talked about it a, a tiny bit, some something, something like that. Yeah, but he okay. Yeah, I think it was Jordan Burroughs had to be um dope dope podcast. But he talked about like you saw to showing up at like five a.m. Yeah, and like he'd be like, I'm sleeping a couple more hours, and they just sit in his room, and he'd wake yeah. up and oh, they don't care, man. I'll watch you piss like they man, yeah. they're there, they ain't leaving until they got something. Yeah, I had to take a few drug tests in my day. They weren't quite that uh <laughs> intensive. You could have snuck a rubber <laughs> dick in there, you know. Yeah, uh, but um. Yeah, that's a good question, though. The travel thing. I never even thought of that. Yeah, because uh, where's Israel based out of? New Zealand. That's Isn't why it? That's why a lot of people, it's like, whoa, like, man, that's not an easy travel. You don't just get on your jet and make that happen. Yeah, it's hard to time that up for a 5 a.m. visit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and especially during COVID. Exactly. And that's the thing, too, is everyone was like, before it was already tough. But now with COVID, it's like, man, like, it's, I mean, it's a risk, but it right. sounds like it would be a lot easier for some of these guys. I mean, and Paulo Costa looked, uh, if that's who I think it is, who did he fight last? I want to say Israel was the last guy he fought, actually. And I think more plates, more dates went on like this one hour video of here's the steroid cycle. And like okay. everyone's convinced that this dude okay. is most definitely doing well, something. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, he's, uh, I didn't watch that video, but I was going to say, that dude looks juiced to the gills. <laughs> everybody's like, everybody's like, that's the dream physique, but it's, it's, it's almost too much. Like it's distractingly like this dude is way more yeah. muscular than everybody well, else. Well, I mean, that's, that's a combination of, I mean, that's for one insane genetics, right? Like regardless sure. of the steroids, that's insane genetics. But, yeah. um, who, yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen that dude. And I remember <laughs> thinking that the whole time, like this dude is a fucking specimen. Yeah. Like you yeah. took him out of a, out of a, uh, Petri dish and like grew him, yeah. you know, in a lab. And that's just who you came up with. I was, I remember being a little sad that he, he lost. I was like, Oh, you're rooting, you're rooting for the big muscle dude. Yeah, I mean, I think that was uh, that was one of the things I was watching it, and because uh, I don't, I've only, I think I watched that fight. That was my first Adesanya fight, so I, I didn't know much about the dude yeah. other than the boob. So um, that was the only thing I really knew at the time. Right. I've gotten more into him after watching the. Uh, I liked what he was saying after the black uh, Blackowitz. It pretty much because he's Polish. If you say Blackowitz, uh, Blahovich, whatever you want, Blahovich. pretty much. I say Blahovich, but clearly, yeah. like, if I ever talk to him, he'll be like, "No, dumbass," like that. But yeah. You know, He's he's not here to correct us, but I believe it's Blahovich, but I've heard like 17 different ways. Yeah, that's a that's a bad dude too. Yeah. No, nah, it's fun, man, because like every card you fight, it's like um, or every card you watch, it's like you get this. I don't know, like I just get these names and I'm just like, ooh, I can't wait. And so you remember like, them and you remember them for the next time too. Yeah. Hook line saying, Hey, I'm ready. What do you think is gonna happen in this um uh uh uh, uh street Jesus fight? Man, see. Everyone's getting excited because they think he's coming in on a full camp or something. It's going to be the exact same thing we saw last time. Kamaru Usman is way too good to be, yeah. you know, like Jorge's a very good fighter. He's knocked out some excellent guys. And his boxing, I mean, the clinic he put on Nate Diaz is amazing. But Kamaru Usman, like that dude is just solid everywhere. I don't see how you can confidently pick against him. What about you? Like, have you had a chance to kind of uh, look into I that have, one? I have not watched Usman fight yet. So this will be my first, my first time watching him since there, my triumphant return. There's times where he can be super, like the Colby Covington fight. It's like five rounds of, and it's an amazing fight. And there are other times where his wrestling is so good. If he doesn't feel like being exciting, then he's just going to hold you down and, and dominate you the entire fight. So you never know which Kamaru you're going to end up with. 
Well, my whole thing about Masvidal, for one, I love the attitude. Yeah, I love that gangster swagger that he's like walking around with. Huge yeah. fan of that. Everything about that, I think, is dope. But um, my whole thing about the Askren knockout, obviously, it was a spectacle. Was that on the? What card was that on? The Askren. It, it, it was on a big card. I think they were only like third, third fight into the pay per view. Well, yeah, I'm like trying that. to think how long. How long ago was that? I want to say summer 2019, like July 2019. Summer, okay, that was the last like card I watched, I believe, before COVID hit. Right. Because I remember watching that thing live and it just being a spectacle. Yeah. But um, as cool as that was, an awesome like record-breaking MMA moment, that didn't showcase. I mean, that was a lot of luck. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? Not not everybody wants to say that. People are like, oh, he time. Yeah, he practiced it in the back and stuff. Yeah, but for it's sure. Like, things had Incredible to line up perfectly. strategy. Right. Yeah, incre- I mean, obviously, incredible strategy, but it's like, yeah. that's that's like a one in a million thing. Try doing that again. Yeah. You know? That's <laughs> yeah. never going to happen again. Like, so. But, yeah. Well, that, so so that's my whole thing is like, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's good, but I'm not sure if, um, you know, he's, I don't, I don't think he's champion material. Now, he may prove me wrong, but I don't feel like he's champion material. And uh, from what I've heard about Usman, he's, Dude, he's bringing the heat. Well, what I would say for Masvidal is that, you know, a lot of people jumped on that Ben Askren fight, but the fight he had before, and I want to say the fight after against Nate Diaz, for me, it was so much more impressive. Knockout's cool, but he went out there to, I believe it was, I want to say London or Liverpool or something, to fight Darren Till where he was supposed to lose. Puts this guy out cold, and no one had ever done that to Darren Till, who's like six foot two, just gigantic man, is that middleweight now, and then went up against Nate Diaz and outboxed the boxer and put on an absolute clinic. So for me, like, if you really want to be impressed with Street Jesus, you watch those two fights, like all right, that like Bet. this guy, just his striking alone. You're like, all right, like this dude can box. Like, all right, I I got I got to watch those in because that sounds incredible. You were explaining it, and I was picturing it. I'm like, all right, maybe maybe I'm sleeping on him a little bit, dude. dude the DS so, so there's fight, a chance. Yeah, no, there's a chance. Listen, his stand up is so good that he can make something happen. But Kamaru Usman is so like sound, you know, in everything he does that he doesn't have any excuse not to. You know, okay. he's gonna come out there with a good game plan. Like, all right, there's, there's no excuse. Fuck. Well, I mean, I was already excited. Right, but I'm like, I gotta say, like, right, I gotta, yeah. yeah, I gotta, dude. Yeah, like I said, I got that ESPN app now, dude. That's so cool that you can get like. So, I was so you, still, you like the ESPN apps? I heard a lot of people bitching about it, but for you, you like that app? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you could bitch about. I mean, I think there could be maybe. Yeah, I'm not fuck. I got nothing to bitch about. Well, I thought so it was cool here's, shit. here's what it is: is that before we had UFC Fight Pass, pay ten dollars and you have everything, everything that's ever happened, Strike Force, Pride, old UFC, any UFC. And then you could buy the pay-per-view just regular on your TV. And then they were like, listen, you got to pay $5 a month for ESPN Plus, And then you got to pay for the pay-per-view on top of it. And I think that's what pissed people off. Oh, right? okay, okay. So it's and not then, like the app functionality is the price? No, nah, it's, it's the fact that you have to pay to then pay. And then ESPN does this fun thing where they send you an email and they're like, here's your special offer for the pay-per-view. And the special offer is that you can buy the pay-per-view, which is like, yeah, what's special about it? Like, yeah. I already figured I, I was going to have to buy it. Well... Yeah, I guess uh well UFC had me banned. So right. uh I wasn't able to use their services for a long time. Oh, for like completely like you Yes. Yeah. Just... All right, all right. So so here's what I think happened. Right. During the um what was that? The um Connor um Connor cuz Connor Mayweather was hosted by the UFC, was it not? It was something weird like co co promoted yeah. between the UFC and you could and rent it else. through ufc.com. I think that's possible yeah okay so i'm pretty 99 it was i'm pretty 99.9 that that's what happened had a bunch of people over back in ohio ufc or that that thing rented it middle of it it crashes 
Can't watch it. So we had to yeah. finish the card watching it on Facebook on our phones. Right. Like the, the leaked live streams everybody was doing back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. we're watching it that way. Huge disappointment. And um, we finished it out. I wasn't really even that mad. It sucked. But it was like, okay, like I get it, whatever. And then um, I was hearing, uh, it was online. There was a bunch of people bitching about it. And it was like, uh, they had an email. You could email them and ask for like a refund. Oh. So I did that. I just emailed them yeah. like, hey, it quit working. Could I get like a refund, partial refund or something? Just trying it out. And um, as soon as that happened, from that my internet, my, from my IP address at my house, from my internet at my house, yeah. I cannot access UFC.com anymore. It says your IP address is blocked by this website. I couldn't wow. actually, apps on my TVs wouldn't work. Nothing. And then as soon as I moved down here to Texas, I can do it again. Right, because you changed your IP. Wow, that's yeah, man, that's so petty. <laughs> I, yeah. So I'm like, did like the person that was in charge of those emails, yeah. just was someone really mad? Because they probably got a million of them, and they're just like mass delete, block. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's insane. Like, like, yeah. And now, because I remember like we were trying to um, rent it, rent a fight one time. Like we just would not work, and we tried multiple times. And I think at one point you could rent them through UFC or you could rent them through ESPN. Yeah. Something so like we that. had to like go to ESPN and then do the whole ESPN Plus and all this bullshit. And I'm paying for sports that I don't watch. Remember how <laughs> mad I was about that? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Fucking. <sighs> what do you think about Connor? Do you think Connor's um because didn't they just approve Connor versus uh, Poirier for the third? Yeah, I, I feel confident going into the first one. I was like, how can you not pick Connor? Knocked him out the first time. He's got a guy who's gonna stand with him, but you know what? I need to give Poirier's props because that dude came ready to fight and that stand up was crazy. Yeah. I yeah, don't know, was... man. It how how do you feel about it? I want Connor back. That's how I yeah, feel. Well, yeah, <laughs> I kind of figured, mean, but yeah. If I was a if I was a betting man, I am a betting man. But if I was like a like I'm a passion better, we can go into something and I can just love the fighter, but know in my heart that he's probably gonna lose. Right. Go bet on the guy I love. That's just how I roll. <laughs> but like uh, but you know, I, I think po I hate I hate to think that like Connor's at the end of his career. Yeah. I hate to think that. Yeah. Because Connor was like the highlight of UFC for so long. It was just like Dude, the way he would bring those crowds and the energy and how everybody gave a fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody gave a fuck about those fights. So it was like, it, yeah, I don't know. And then he was, yeah, he was in the UFC game. I was just playing earlier. Like, uh, but those UFC games suck, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Don't buy e EA's UFC. They're terrible. Bring back Fight Night. That's We need those boxing games back. But dude, those were the OGs, man. The original Fight Night round three for uh, Xbox uh, 360, that first one that yep. launched. Whew. The slow motion knockouts. Yeah. God, satisfying. Man. It was because you need a satisfying knockout. Like in this one, it you have like 13 animations they replay. You need a satisfying knockout. Right. I mean, you just need, uh, I think um, EA is just such a crash cash grab company anymore. Yeah, for sure. They just want the money. I mean, there was that whole shit with the new one where like they were putting real commercials in the middle yeah. of your fights. Yep. That's what I heard like, too. Is and this what we're doing? <laughs> like this is where video games is, is you know, like you're. <laughs> yeah. That's like, such an EA thing to do too. Fuck yeah, it is, bro. Those motherfuckers uh, do loot boxes and all that shit. Uh, listen, do you, do you well, play a lot of games? Uh, you know, just sports, like a little bit of two K, UFC sometimes when inspiration hits, stuff like that. But nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. I feel you. I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, no, because I know you talked about it in your videos, like growing up, the video games were a big thing even now. So, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, it's probably my favorite form of R and R. Work so all on, day. Are you on Twitch? Are you? Are you I am, dude. I tried for you a minute. To. You I, have to. You're a content creator. Like that's that feels yeah. like a slam dunk right there. All right, hear, hear me out, bud. 
I I feel like video games is my number one form of R and R, right? Right. I have these companies I'm messing with. Um, we just like launched our protein bars. I got a supplement company. I have my cookbook that I'm working on. I do four YouTube videos a week. I film, edit, shoot everything myself. I have clients that I email back and forth. All you know, what I mean, I do all this stuff. And at the end of the day, if I can squeeze out a little bit of time to play a game in silence. Right. So, you know, so it's, it, it, that, that would feel like it's, it's a job or something. I'm on. For you. Yeah. I gotta be it. on. Yeah. Right. You know, I can lay in bed in my underwear and you know what I mean? <laughs> people expect you to be high energy. Let's 100%. do it. All that stuff. I like screaming yeah. at the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you caught me at the end of the day. I'm like, and I slept like shit last night. So I'm like, right. I feel, I feel like I'm like half drunk. Cause I'm just like exhausted, yeah. but it's like, uh, yeah. And you know, and I did the Twitch thing for a minute. It was like, at the end of the day, it's just like, uh, at some point, one thing I've always had trouble with is like telling myself, like allowing myself to relax, right? And allowing myself to like slow down. Cause I have like a really bad case of OCD and a really bad case of like imposter syndrome and that I never feel like I'm doing enough. No matter what I can have, yeah. you know, it, it, the things can be going so well, but like, yeah. So it's like, um, with Twitch, I tried it for a little bit, but it's like, you know, and even then I was doing Twitch and the people were just coming in and asking fitness questions the whole time. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. What? That's how they see you, man. Like yeah. it's always going to be, you know, what about my anabolic this? It's like, dude, yeah. that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, Twitch might be something I do down the road when I maybe step away from YouTube for a little bit, but right now, man, it's tough too. Like, I mean, we're in this studio podcast studio right now. I got another chair over there, another microphone. I got a whole soundboard right here. Light set up. I got everything I need to do a podcast and I would love to do one. But I'm just not sure if I could even add this to my plate right now. Right. Well, <sighs> podcast like to film it, like it's one thing to record it, but to film it, get the lights, like that's that's a big project right there. It's not nothing. Right. You got to edit it so that you know cameras on this person. You got an angle on that. Maybe you see the whole table. Like it's it's a big deal trying to do a video podcast. We'll say you don't edit these though, right? These just go live. And that's the cool thing about StreamYard. It's like you know you just send out a link, guest joins you. Like that's why I like it so much because and it looks pretty good too if if you can get your background looking right. Right. I was gonna say I'm looking at this right now. I've watched a few podcasts with the same setup, and I'm, you know, because that was that big thing, man. When um when podcasts went, uh, because I'm a huge podcast listener. Yeah, like I do because I spend so much time at my computer editing and writing plans and shit. So I always have a podcast in the background, and it's like um when podcasts first went from in person to um this type of format, I thought at first it'd be worse. Yeah, like the same. Yeah, some guys have got the hang of it, but the big thing is trying to establish a connection with the person so that it's not obvious that you're some of them it's like you're on, on Skype with your grandmother and you gotta right, be able right. to create that relationship where it's not like, you know, it's gotta sound natural. Otherwise it's gonna be very distracting and it looks like you're sitting in on someone's Zoom call. Hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like this has felt natural. I, that's what I think so too, but we're gonna check the comments. Everybody's gonna say we suck, and, and that's <laughs> We're gonna have to tell all of them to fuck off. But <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna call me an idiot. Well, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get flamed. They're gonna be like, he smoked weed. He did not take steroids. <laughs> right. He's gonna be like, nah, no, no titties, so no steroids, and uh, yeah, it's all weed. Listen, oh. before before I let you go though, last last MMA thing that sort of takes into the fitness thing. John Jones, he's doing this big thing. He's bulking, getting up to heavyweight. Released a picture. We looked a little bit chubby and. Everyone in MMA that doesn't know about fitness freaked out. Oh my God, he's fat. And yeah. you know, I had you know, I was doing a, a few podcasts like, listen, guys, like that's you know, watching all the, these guys in the fitness industry, you put on the weight, which means you're gonna put on some muscle and some fat, but then he's gonna cut at some point and he's gonna look, you know, he's gonna look good again. Like, what what did you think of that stuff? Because everybody's right, freaking I'm, out calling him obese. I'm trying to pull up a picture of John Jones right now. Looking a little I want to give you a totally 100 yeah. percent accurate 
John Jones. Um, wonder what I should type in on Google for this. John Jones heavyweight. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, we'll see if I can find a picture. If not, I remember. Uh, if I can see photo, John Jones looking like an absolute monster. April sixth. That's close enough. Okay, look at these picks. Because there was one where he was hitting the bag, and people were like, "Oh, he looks slow and stuff." And it's like, this is not the final yeah. form, guys. Got to give him some credit. Um, I mean, I'm looking here. He. I wouldn't call him fat by any means. No, he's an athlete. <laughs> he's yeah, he's put on a little weight. Now, I don't know what he weighs in this photo. Um, Yeah, I I'm not sure. I want to um, say he's in the 250s. I think that's the number they were throwing out there. He's around the 250, something like that. Okay, and then what's what's heavyweight, 230? 265. He has to be 265. No, no, no. So right? heavyweight is, uh, two uh, I think it's 206 to 265 but it seems the sweet spot's about 235 230 that kind of range 206 to 265 there's that much of a weight swing in heavyweight yeah because you don't have enough athletes so it's like yeah, yeah. You gotta give them a good range and then sometimes you got super heavyweight but that's when you start getting the sloppy big dudes okay so what does so he and john jones is going to be fighting heavy okay so, so let me put it to you this way i believe uh and ganu's sitting at around 263 i think stipe was like 230 235 just to kind of give you an idea what these guys kind of look like he was 263 on that yeah that he was, yeah oh he was gigantic holy shit yeah and he's jacked <laughs> yeah holy shit okay wow that's putting that blew my mind right there <laughs> okay and if jones yeah i mean uh typically in fitness it's um you know uh when the goal right in order to actually build good quality muscle you got to be eating more calories than your body needs in a day which means that you're in a caloric surplus you got extras left over right so it's like in order to let's say you have a house and you want to build a new porch onto that house right you can bang with your hammer as much as you want but if you don't have the raw materials in the form of food you're never going to be able to build that so you got to eat i have friends right now eating 4500 calories a day taking steroids trying to get huge yeah. You're going to put on a little body fat when that happens. But the ultimate goal, if you're trying to get big and make it good weight and not just fat, you're going to eat a lot. You're going to train a lot. You're going to look a little puffy. You're going to look a little swollen compared to what you normally do. And then when it's time to cut down, which he's going to have to, well, I guess he won't have to cut down a ton, but it's like when it's time, if he needs to be bigger and stronger, he's looking like how you have, like, because really, man, people look at bodybuilders, right? That are shredded. Those guys that are on the Olympia stage. You take those guys compared to like the powerlifter guys with the round barrel chests and the big bellies, yeah. way stronger. Yeah. Way stronger because they have that weight and that leverage to move around. And it's like when those guys are shredded on stage and completely diced, they're like the most unhealthy humans in the world at that point. Because really, yeah. you're dehydrated. You're doing so much to look like that. And you can only hold that look for like a day yeah. before it like goes away. And they said so, some um, things don't quite work when, uh, <laughs> when they're up on that stage. So, oh, yeah. Well, then it's um to John. I mean, I watched that video of him boxing. It's hard to say. Like he looks slow. It's hard. It's hard to say. It's and like some of it's strategy too. Like you can't just tell your opponent, like, "Hey, look how good I am." Yeah, look. look how fast I am. This big. Like you know. Yeah, exactly. So it's like if it was me, I'd be like leaning into it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. I mean, is he going to be slower, weighing more? You'd almost have to be. It will make but sense. you know, I mean, by how much? Who knows? Guess we'll see. It, I know it'll be uh it'll be a fight. Um, I just hope he keeps training and doesn't stop right until this match happens. I just hope that's what we see. See, that, hey. that's what I wanted you to clear up because I saw people like oh, he's eating too many donuts. Like you guys who and it's not your fault, you're not into fitness, you don't really know how it works. Right. But it's like, look, you you're gonna put on some fat trying to get big. And 
hopefully I, you would think he's going to cut at some point. And that's when you're going to see the pictures where he looks more shredded and he looks good. But yeah. it's like that, you know, it's part of the game. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wouldn't call uh Jan. I didn't think Jan looked uh, particularly shredded. No. You know what I mean? Um, you, I Usman, mean, Usman has insane genetics. Oh, dude, that dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Miocic looked in by no means shredded. No. You know, but they're big, powerful men. Like yeah. just because you look shredded doesn't mean you're strong. Yeah. Like when I'm when I'm my most shredded, I am I mean, my bench goes down 30, 40 pounds over if I just weigh 10 or 15 pounds more. So it's like, yeah, I don't think you necessarily want him to be shredded for this. Yeah. And there's no way he's gonna put on that much size unless he is taking steroids, which um didn't he fail? So he do you know anything about trainable? Is that something that oh, yeah. you heard of? Oh, before? oh. So yeah, are you Tren or Turinabol? Turinabol. I think it's like the old Russian steroid from back in the day. That yeah, that's, a, that's an oral oral steroid or something. So he got caught with that. And then they found metabolites. And now basically they said like, oh, if we find metabolites again, you're exempt because it's like, you know, it's already in your system. So they, with him, it's super complicated. I feel like everything with John's super complicated. Well, I might be getting it wrong. I say Terenobol, but it's definitely possible I've gotten it wrong. But it's something like that where if you look it up, it's like, yeah, there, he's got something in his system. Yeah. Well, that kind of still leads me back to believe that like all these guys are taking, I don't know, like obviously you have your your natural phenoms, your, your yeah. genetic freaks, and not to take anything away from anybody that's ever taken steroids. I think they should make it legal. But it's like when the incentives are that high and you're the best, you know what I mean? Because once, yeah. once you do steroids once, you're like, oh, this ain't shit, you know? This ain't shit. I liked how I felt. Let's do it again. Well, I imagine it'd be hard to like feel like a superhero and then you stop it ju just because in fairness of the sport. I feel like that'd be very difficult to do. Of course it would. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I took, um, let me see. I did when I first really got into fitness um, as like a career, especially I, I did a few steroid cycles and then I ended up quitting for a year and a half or two years. And it was, it was a pretty drastic difference. Like not so much. I could still get shredded. But um, I just lost so much just like size. I'm not yeah. a very big dude to begin with. So like just some of the stuff you get accustomed to, like rounder shoulders and a bigger chest and um, thicker legs, shit like that. Like you just, I mean, I remember yeah, I was hanging around at like, basically what if I'm on steroids or off, like I weigh about 15 pounds more on steroids. Like same body, just add 15 pounds to it. So it's like it, the shit works. And I'm not even like a hyper responder. I don't think my body responds particularly well. There's some guys I know, like I had a friend back in, um, Back in Ohio, it was like he took like the small, he'd take the smallest, most little doses of steroids, and his body would just fucking blossom like a flower, just fucking <laughs> widen out. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. So it's like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think, uh, I just don't see why, why you wouldn't. So, I mean, I imagine a lot of people are getting away with a lot of shit, especially you watch like that documentary, like the Icarus documentary on uh, Netflix. Yeah, like that where you see just the massive amounts of cheating in the Olympics and like how there's all these scandals and like stuff I mean, with the EPO and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, EPO and then like uh, EQ. And and the thing is, there's so there's so many things like right now I'm taking uh, SARMs. So it's basically like um, it's a legal gray area. They're not necessarily illegal, I think. But there's something goofy about them. They, they don't want you taking them. Right. But they're not necessarily like you're not going to get like in steroid trouble if you call them. But I'm taking uh Rad 140 right now and uh Carterine. And Carterine is great for cardio. So like I do 40 minutes of cardio every single day. And when I started taking these pills, I was able to up my intensity to so fast 
without me getting like winded. It, it's really just hard to explain, but it's like I was able to up my intensity to where if I went any faster, it was getting dangerous on the stepper. Like if I tripped and like I was tripping and falling, I was going so fast on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. but I could do it and yeah. I could never do it not on them. So just that little cardio right. bump, even something so yeah. simple as that. I mean, that's an advantage. So it's like, would you not be wanting to stack? I mean, if I knew I had a one of these YouTube boxing matches and they're not drug testing for it oh. or something, <laughs> I'm taking that. I'm taking a crazy steroid cycle. You know, I'm doing it all. Why yeah, not? Might, might as well. Yeah, nobody's going to stop you. And you look like, you know, you come out there. What is it with the traps going into your, your, yeah. your jaw? Like, yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck not? So, yeah. Man, I, I, I got a question for you. Where, where are you living at right now? What state are you in? Uh, right now, I'm in North Carolina, but you would have asked me that a few months ago. I could have given you a more interesting answer because I was in France, but yeah, now I'm in you France. Know, why, why were you in France? Well, that's uh, that's where I'm from originally. So I went I went back for college because, you know, when you come from a, a, like a different place, but you didn't grow up there, there's always that like, what would have been like if I, if I had lived there? So when I had the opportunity, because my grandparents, it was like, you know, come back, come back. So finally, I was like, right. you know, let's do it. Got to experience it and it, it was cool, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like there were more advantages being in the United States. Yeah, what was uh, so what you grew up in France? No, so I, I was I was born in France. Okay, and then you know, typical immigrant story. I took my my dreams, and then you know, a couple of coins, and flat flowed on the Mayflower to the United. No, I was one years old. <laughs> flew there with my parents, and then you know, okay, just grew up there. Okay, so you flew. Okay, I get it. And then you you went back. So how long did you live back in France? Three years. Okay, and yeah. and how was that compared to here? Like, what what were the big differences? It's like even the people, even the, the people, I feel like even the relationship with people, I feel like people are more genuine, especially outside of the United States. I feel like that's a big thing. Like, you know, you realize your relationships with people are different or, you know, yeah. we we're talking about, you know, uh, like you talked about like the rebel flag, for example, people's reaction right. to stuff in France, people are less soft. I feel like in the United States is this big thing. Everyone's offended. But in France, 100%. like you would take like a, a regular American, put them in a group of my friends, like say we were on a, a smoke break at school. because That's a big thing over there. A yeah. lot of people would be super offended when I stop listening because people don't give a fuck there. Like people, they're yeah. going to tell you how it is and they're extremely genuine. Right. And the world needs more of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think we are at a, a very weird point in history. Um, I think we're at an inflection point. And I'm really like, I don't like to be hyperbolic, but I really think we're at a point in history where like, I don't know. I, I don't think things are going in a good direction culturally. I think it's yeah. terrible that we're, uh, we're canceling people left and right with fake stories and like uh, taking taking nuance out of conversations and taking context out of conversations and the political one-sidedness of this entire country right now and the way that something as simple as wearing a mask became like a political statement and then yeah. like and you have half the country like terrified of a virus that um is definitely real but not even as like it's not as deadly as everybody makes it out to be and then you have one side. It's just, it's just insane. And we're at this inflection point where like, I don't know, man, things, things feel strange. And I really think we could use more people getting punched in the face. You know, I, th I think that that yeah. would solve a lot of problems, man. <laughs> I really I mean, do. I, I can understand certain things like, you know, say someone's being racist or something like that. You, you want to cancel those people or get, I, I can understand that, but there's a point where you start nitpicking. And it's like, 100%. you know, you, you like you relax a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you know, a podcast like this, you go over an hour, you might say something stupid without realizing because you're having a conversation and people right. start nitpicking and putting up clips and, right. oh, look, is this and that. It's like, look, man, like people are going to say stuff and a ton of people behind the scenes, like some people say some crazy shit when they're not in of front course. of the camera too. So, 
you know, it's a lot of, uh, what is it? Throwing stones when you live in a glass house or something yeah. like that for certain people. Well, it's like, uh, that's that whole thing. Um, just in the podcast world or in anywhere where you just have these long conversations. I mean, you could literally slip up, yeah. say something stupid. It gets clipped out. I was, there was a, a 60, uh, 60 minutes interview earlier and it, they just did this thing where it was a comparison of like this politician's exact speech. And then it was the 60 minutes version of his speech. And they chopped it up in a way that like made it seem like he was so guilty. And you watch the speech and it's like right where they chopped it. It was like he basically just like answered their question and proved them wrong. And they just like got rid of it all and made this dude look like just he was a terrible person. And I'm like, damn, this is not good. Or, or look at your your guy, Joe Rogan, right? Like how many times are people going to take like, you know, he's he told people he's like, listen, on our three hour long podcast, he's like, I don't even know the words that are coming out of my mouth until we all hear them at the same time. It's like sometimes right. something stupid. And he's been painted as so many things. And it's like I've read it, the articles. Right. But it, it doesn't feel like he's like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes you listen to him and you just feel like, I mean, obviously he's changed and stuff, but it doesn't feel like he's quite made out to be what people have made him to be. But I think since he's got so many political figures on his podcast, like that's where it makes things a little bit complicated with him. Well, it's that, it's that thing you get like certain people on your podcast. Like the thing I love and respect about Joe, he's willing to have the hard conversations. Yeah. Like he'll have people on and he'll talk about the trans stuff. Right. Whereas if we try to talk about it, in any way with no, you know what I mean? With no hate, no animosity, just tried to have a conversation. We can get canceled for even like mentioning something stupid. You know what yeah. I mean? We just might be ignorant. We just don't know any better. Right. Yeah. But it's like, he has these conversations and just the idea of having a conversation that goes against the mainstream narrative. is just like, people do not like that. And I yeah. feel like uh, we're at a weird point where like free speech is not valued in the same way that it used to be. And I think we have to be super careful as a country moving forward. Cause it doesn't lead to a good to a good place. And you know, and you watch him paint Joe in a bad spot. And it's like, I have watched and listened to so many hours of Joe. I feel like I know him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I met him on the street, it's like I know exactly what to say. Like, hey man, remember? It's like, I don't know who yeah. you are. Yeah, but 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 it's like, you know, there's so like I've heard so much of him. And then like to read an article where he's a transphobe or he's yeah. a he's a racist or he's a, I don't know, some of the other shit they've said about him. You know, what I mean it's just like and then, but then people read it, they believe it, it gets regurgitated online into the kitchen sink that is Twitter and just right down the dream. You know what I mean? And then people yeah. eat it up and it's, um, yeah. Is North, is North Carolina right now? How are you guys on COVID right now? How's that going? Oh, uh, you know, we got the vaccines and stuff rolling out. Um, you know, I think still have the masks and stuff like that, but, um, I mean, it's not, I feel, I mean, it feels normal. I don't think we've got anything crazy. Like I know Texas, obviously like everybody's oh, yeah. talking about Texas, but, buddy. but they, I mean, it sounded like a very Texas thing to do, right? Like, yeah, know, we're going to take away masks and we're going to have UFC like, yeah, Texas. But yeah, no, nah, I, th I think we stayed kind of, kind of low key. I don't think we're doing anything that special. How, how did you handle, uh, how was lockdown for you? Well, the thing is, you know, when it started, I was in France and I was in my apartment. So I was by myself, but my yeah. grandparents live out in the country on this huge property. So okay. it was like, I just finished school. So I was like, listen, I'm going to go live with them. But obviously my thing was like, if I'm going to live with them and they're in their seventies, I'm like, listen, I, I do have to be careful if I'm out there. Like, I don't want to be the asshole that gets them sick. And right, right. You know, who, know, who knows? I don't know enough about this thing that I can confidently say like whatever. So right, right. I, got, I got lucky. I was out in the country. I got to, you know, exercise and stuff like that. So for me, it was, I mean, it was fine. It, like I saw some people lock down their small apartments and you're just like, so thankful it's not you. Yeah, I uh, I ran into that, man. I moved to Texas, and right before COVID hit, I moved down here with, like, my business partner and friend. And then uh, he moved back to uh, Ohio in January. 
So it was like, I was kind of by myself and I was trying to start making some friends down here to do stuff with. And like, right as it started happening, like lockdown happened. Not the right time to do it. No. And I'm in a new city and I had this apartment. It's one of those apartments. It was a very nice apartment, but it had like all these amenities. You get this pool, this gym, all this stuff. Dude, they locked all of it down and rent stayed the same. So I'm paying like 20, (laughs) 2,300 a month for this like box. Dude, talk about depressing. I was drinking getting yeah. fucked up by myself like it was just it was sad and then uh my channel at the time was like vlogs so i'm running yeah. around filming videos of me going to the gym and doing my life and then i, I can't film those right yeah yeah but it, in a weird way it um it was almost a blessing in disguise because it made me think and go how can i change my channel to something that i don't have to go like run around and film stuff and i started yeah. like the recipes and things like that and then um boom pivoted and now uh yeah l- last year was rjf and on my company's best year ever and this year we've yeah this year is insane so it's like you know it was like a blessing in disguise um i really think covid for a lot of uh, people there are people that um made the most of it and they're going to come out of it better and there's gonna be some yeah. people that are going to come out of it uh just weaker you know what i mean it defeated them i mean you you have to be careful because it, it like like you mentioned though if you stay like in your apartment and you're all by yourself and you're not able to see people it's really easy to fall into a depression, right? You know what I mean? You got to make sure that you, it, you know, you're going through something like that. You have to make sure you have, you know, not everybody's the same. You got to have your support system. You got to have what what drives you. Because if you're just sitting there wallowing all day, that's extremely tough. I don't care who you are. Like you're, you know, that's going to hurt you, you know, mentally. You know, yeah, I, you mean, are, I mean, you got to have something that drives you. You had your YouTube channel. Your, right. I mean, you had something that kept you going. Right. Yeah. I couldn't imagine someone that lived by themselves also lost their job, lost yeah. their sense of purpose. Yeah. Lost an in income. Do that. Yeah. That's I, that. This is another thing, too. People might not agree with me on this, but like, I don't think the way we handled lockdowns was how we should have handled lockdowns. I mean, I know right at the beginning, potentially, because no one knew what this was. We thought this was like an end of the world disease. But now the data is coming out that, like, do the average age, the average age that someone dies of COVID is higher than life expectancy. So I want to say the average age someone dies of COVID is, I think. I could be a little wrong, but it was this on the Joe Rogan podcast, something like this, but it was like a 78 years old is the average age someone dies of COVID, 78. And that life expectancy is like 76, maybe, or yeah. 74. So like, you know, and obviously people dying sucks. That's not good. But these people, the average comorbidities that people had, um, it was between 2.4, it was uh, 2.6. So it was between two to three things that were pretty fucked up with you to begin with. You had, you were obese or you had diabetes. Asthma. Asthma was the big one too. Yeah, asthma because it was a, a lung. The yeah. COVID primarily attacks your, your breathing. So it's like uh, there's that. So generally unhealthy people, and I'm not saying that unhealthy people should die, but I'm just saying that like we kind of figured out at a point that I'm okay. Like we know who's the most vulnerable. Like have you had COVID yet? Luckily, no. And I'm in the process of getting the vaccine. So if I'm lucky, maybe I would have escaped this whole thing. You know, yeah. I, I say that fingers crossed, right? But hopefully. Yeah. Oh, were you? Did you catch it? Yeah, I did. But did, did you? Oh yeah. It was, um, so my experience with it was, um, well, when I first had it, I didn't even know I had it. And I found out I had it because I was making a recipe and I always have to make these. I'm always trying different ones and I'm tasting them. You know what I mean? And trying to like make sure they're good, obviously. And I made these cookies, these oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. I try it and I go, this is bland as shit. Like, Like, and then like, I was on the phone with my mom and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm trying this cookie recipe. It's not good. She's like, well, do you have COVID? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, we well, shouldn't. You can, can you taste or smell? I'm like, hold on. So I grabbed yeah. 
something out of the fridge and I'm like, oh no. I started tasting things. I'm like, oh no. I couldn't yeah. taste or smell. First time in my life that's ever happened. So yeah. that sucked. And then um, I want to say for three days, I felt kind of like I was sick. Like I felt a little under the weather, but um, I just, I mean, I stayed home. I didn't go to the gym, but I have like a cardio machine at my house. I just sort of 40 minutes cardio every day, filmed, shot, and edited a video every day. And then third day, I mean, it was the least sick I, for, for me to say I'm sick. It was the least sick I've ever felt being sick, if that makes sense. Right. And then the taste and smell thing was a five day thing, came back on the sixth day. And then, um, yeah, what wasn't bad. Um, I know I'm, I'm an exception because I'm pretty healthy. I mean, you would think like, you know, considering you have a whole fitness YouTube yeah. channel and everything, people would yeah. see you as healthier than the average guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. But definitely wasn't uh wasn't yeah I mean I've definitely been sicker you know yeah. for sure so um yeah it wasn't that bad I don't think I'm gonna get the vaccine since I've already had it yeah so. that that one's kind of weird because I know there's a guy I work with and he got it and he got it real bad where they were basically like if you had asthma like you'd be dead but his thing he was like I don't know how long the antibodies last he's like I don't know how the vaccine works I feel like there's you know so it's kind of confusing right like you don't you don't quite understand I feel like. Maybe they need to explain some stuff a little bit better for people to understand. It sounds like there's a lot of confusion and a lot of people Dude, that don't quite understand like I what's wish, going on. I wish we had just one guy that would come out and just tell us the truth and just be like, this is what it is. Right. I'd feel way better about everything. Yeah. But it's like, at this point, like, I follow some weird conspiracy theorist guys. I probably shouldn't. On yeah, Twitter. Yeah, like, be careful. Yeah, no. There's like, these are all the side effects. Like, this happened to this person and this and this. And this, and I'm like, well, shit. And then I'm also following Elon Musk, and he's like, I think the COVID vaccine's totally safe. I'm like, well, shit. And then I'm here in the middle where I've already had COVID, and I'm not scared of it. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> you there, know what I mean? Were, yeah. There were protesters when I went. I, I took the first shot, I think, last week, and there were protesters. A bunch of people Pro calling me a, a the vaccine. Yeah, they're like, you're a guinea pig, and naming some guy I've never heard of died. And I, I'm sitting there like, well, you know, I'm already kind of nervous because you know you. You know, at the end of the day, it's still, you know, whether you want to get it or not, like it's still kind of a scary, you know, a scary thing a little bit because you, you do have some questions. So it's like everyone called me a guinea pig on my way in. Like I didn't feel I didn't feel great about this That's thing. Nuts, it, bro. That's why I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. see I haven't heard anything about that protest. That's yeah, why I, you would think that'd make the news. I mean, when I say protest, like I know you imagine like riots and stuff. Was like a, yeah. a couple guys with some signs, neon signs, oh, call me a guinea pig. Like I, I'm not worried about some old man calling me a guinea pig. Like, it's like uh, get, get out of my way, man. Sounds like, more like a QAnon protest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, but I'm not. I'm a big guy. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, get out of my way, man. Yeah. Like, you know, and plus it's an old guy. It's like I'm doing it for you, dick. Like, you know, part yeah. part of this to protect people like you. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you protesting me? Like, don't call me a guinea pig. Well, dude, that's and that's a crazy thing about this whole virus, man, and everything with it is like we have not gotten a clear picture of it. And I just wish we had like like Dr. Fauci's a moron. So like he's like first he's like no masks. Then he's like, oh, do masks. I lied to you about masks. And then like there's data that says masks aren't like are really not that effective. There's a lot of data saying the lockdowns were actually worse than not locking down because now there's reports coming out to the virus, not intentionally, but it was originally built in a lab and leaked out. Joe's talked about this a lot and there's actual like uh, the director of the CDC, I believe, or someone or the former director of the WHO, something like that for sure came out and he believes, he said he believes that there's a high probability the virus came out of a lab. So locking everybody inside. That's why like when they say you're outside, there's virtually zero spread, like spread yeah, of the virus. Right. Like, like as long as you socially distance and stuff like that, I heard like, yeah, virtually. Well, like, no, dude, you know. not even socially distance. Look at those protests we had. Look at those streets. 
over the summer in 2020 after everything happened with uh, the George Floyd thing. Yeah. It's like those people were crammed together. There was no massive spikes after that. Yeah. yeah. You know, if it spreaded like that. So it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I just wish that we lived in a world where you would just get the facts first or maybe not, not the fact, but like the, the, the best intentions and then not this political politicized thing where it's like one side tells you this, the other side tells you this, and you're just left in the middle of this power grab. And you're like, what the fuck? What? what? Well, so for, you know, I'm in a unique perspective. I was in France for a good chunk of it. And France had this issue where everything's happening fast, right? Everyone's trying to figure it out. And France is like, we're seeing people wearing masks and they're like, don't do it because it's dangerous. And their thinking was like, because you don't know good mask etiquette. So like you wear it and then you grab it and you know, you're touching it wrong and stuff. And they're yeah. like, if any, if anything, like you might catch it even more for wearing it. So everyone's like, all right, so no masks. And then like a month later, like, all right, everyone needs to wear a mask now. And the problem when you do something like that is that now people are like, well, hold on. You said it was dangerous. Now it's safe. And then you yeah, you're right. And now there's no trust. And, you know, France had a big problem where they, they were like, you know, everyone needs to be locked down. You know, France, we're known for like, you know, we, we don't like authority. So a lot of people, it's like, you're locked down. No, I don't want to. Yeah. So I, I think stuff like that, right? Like telling people it's dangerous and then changing your mind. That's where the big problems are. Like if, and obviously everyone's trying to figure it out in real time, but right. stuff like that, that's where you start having the issues. Cause then people are like, well, hold on, who, who can we trust on this one? And it seems like that's what happened in America, like an extreme version of like, well, yeah. which one is it? You know, I thought this was the land of the free. Yeah, that, that's seen. actually, that's a really good point. Cause yeah. uh, now that I'm thinking about it, you came out of the gate and you said that this thing was going to kill so many people. Like potential, I think, dude, the original numbers were like millions of people, right? Like, and it was going to be terrible. We're thinking this is like the next plague. So obviously everybody's scared. I remember those first few days when that shit was hitting the news before lockdowns, but it was yeah. like the first few days and how the creepy vibes that were out. Yeah. I remember like going out and it just being like, you have this vibe, like the world was ending. You go to the store, all the toilet paper's gone. Everything's yeah. gone. Right. Shelves right. are empty. You're like, is this the, is this the end? Is this how it all goes down? Yeah. And then, um, you know, you readjust and then like, there's not as many deaths as you think. Then there's like weird reporting with the deaths. It's like, all right. There's dying of COVID and there's dying with COVID. Like, yeah, you could have died of a heart attack, but you yeah. also had COVID. Was COVID? Yeah. Did it exacerbate it? Did it? Was it the primary cause? You know what yeah, I mean? There's that was confusing. Lots. That was really confusing when they were doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you even had records of it. Um, and I don't think it was nefarious by any means. No. But they just, when a pandemic is happening like this, they set these protocols in these hospitals where all of them have to test for COVID, regardless. And if it's tested as COVID, it gets locked down. So it's like, um, there was cases of a guy on like a motorcycle accident that passed away had covid and it's like covid death and it's like wow shit so then but see st stuff like that is what creates the issues because 100%. now now people don't trust anymore you know and they're like oh you need to do this you need that to be saved like well hold on and i think yeah. that and it's stuff like that that creates the problem well it's like uh yeah i, th I think fundamentally it does come down to to trust because yeah. if you ask me if i trust our government right now i couldn't tell you 100 percent well, the, you know the I mean? vaccine's like that too, right? Like a lot of it is like, listen, you have a lot of questions, but how many people trusted enough to do it and stuff like that? For me, like, right, I took the first dose. I didn't just, you know, one guy told me he was like, the best vaccine is whichever one you get. I was like, nah, nah, fam. Like, I'm going to nah, do my I'm research. <laughs> I said, look, there's three of them. I'm going to do my research and I'm going to try to get the best one. It's like, hold on, you hear one where it's like, it's effective if it feels like it. Another one where it's like, it might be effective, but you're going to be sick for two weeks. It's like, hold on, like, you know, but I feel like it is important for people to to do their research and, you know, just you know like the people like if you only get your information from social media that's not the way to go either like i think it's, no. it's important do your research try to figure it out a little bit for yourself but you know for me my big thing was you know i was with my grandparents for a while then i came back to the united states with my mom and stuff my thing was like listen i just don't want to catch it and spread it to these people because that you know make me an asshole so i was always like 
if I can avoid catching it, just, you know, do what I got to do, then, you know, right. might as well. And plus, like, if I can avoid being sick, I mean, might as well. Yeah, that's, um, I, I just wonder it, you know, obviously, like, um, you know, I would, I would hate to get someone sick and have them, like, actually die from it. Like, you know, if, like, if I got my mom sick or my dad sick. See, but I, I think that's the way to do it. Like, I heard one guy at work, he, I mean, big redneck conspiracy guy, you know, lives in the middle of the woods, and he was like, you know, I don't want to wear a mask because the government tells me to. And he's like, you're wearing it because they told me to. I was like, no, I'm wearing it because I make the decision that I don't want to get myself sick, spread it to other people. I'm like, you know, like, make your own decisions at some point. You know what right. I mean? I, f I felt like, you know, he. I understood what he meant, but it's like you're looking at it the wrong way, man. Like, if you're a grown-ass man, like, right. you know, uh, you don't need someone to tell you. Like, maybe do your research or figure out why you're doing it. But it's like, no, I'm not doing it because they told me to. I'm doing it. I have my reasons why I, I did it. And it just it made sense to me. Like I didn't need you know Uncle Sam to tell me I needed to do this. Well, I so so what I, what I would say is that um the problem though I think it comes down to is like the shaming that happens. So I think that like if you want to wear a mask and you want to save like you know spare your family from it, you're around them a lot. Yes, that that's amazing. Do that. If I live by myself and all I got's a dog. And then I'm like, you know, and then I know the only place that I really go that has a lot of old people that I will, that I wear a mask in religiously every time is the vet. There's always a bunch of old people in the vet with their, you know what I mean? Yeah, good point. But when I go to the gym, I'm like, okay, if you're coming to the gym and people are sweating all over everything, leaving their germs on everything, if yeah. you're comfortable enough, cause I think at some point too, there's the accountability goes both ways. And that, like, if you feel your immune system is compromised, if you are in that older age group, if you are scared, maybe you should take a little precaution, too. And maybe you should stay away from the gym instead of all of us packing in here. I mean, we're at the uh, gym. No, yeah, I see that. Because at some point, it's like, you know, you're asking all of us to be responsible, which, you know, that's fair. But it's like th those people got to be responsible, too. Like, you can't count on not getting it because we're all responsible. Like, at yeah. some point, you have to make a decision to help keep yourself safe as well. And, and I mean, you yeah, know, I, I get that eventually society has to go back to normal like i don't want to wear a mask for the rest of my life i couldn't i get that, I get that. you know what i mean i just i just couldn't i, I can't i barely wear one now I, I get away with it as many times as i can i walk into restaurants now with no mask on if they ask me i have one in my pocket i put it on a lot of people don't ask but there's some some stores that have company policies the one i always like i said the vet i always wear one in there but um you know i just feel like at some point we got to look at this virus for who it is really affecting and we need to you know and like, like i say it comes down to the shaming thing like that dude tried to shame you for wearing a mask right but then people try to shame people on the opposite end if they don't wear a mask like yeah. you just want to kill old people it's like well no maybe i just <laughs> you know that was really on my mind i just i fucking hate i just don't like wearing the mask you know what i mean yeah. maybe i don't maybe i think i'm fine i'm willing to take the risk you know but i think that when we put this emphasis on everybody's responsible for everybody else i mean it's a noble sentiment but at the same time it's like i mean how long how long can we do this like dr fauci saying we'll never shake hands again like we'll never go back to shaking hands again and we could wear masks yeah, that, that, yeah but some of it's a little extreme too like i feel like some of it it's like look we're, we're gonna get back to normal part it starts with the vaccine I, i'm not sure if that's enough because you, you hear conflicting information but it's like at some point like I feel like you're just trying to scare people when, when you say extreme stuff like that. Like it, well, it has to get back to normal at some point. Right, right. And I, I hope it's with the vaccine. I hope so. Right. And I yeah, hope because otherwise it's like, I don't know how. And I hope everybody that wants it can get it and everybody can feel safe. And then right. we can return to normal because the media played a massive role 
and hyping this thing up to the next level. And they realized their views were higher. If you got people scared, you got people clicking on your articles. I mean, dude, you look at it now. There's like the Brazilian strain, the, <laughs> the next strain. You might need booster shots for every three months, like all this crazy shit. And it's but all you're scared, you're scaring people at this point, you know, or even some of the sources. Like you really think the sun UK is my source for what I want to know about the virus. Like I'm definitely right. not going to a tabloid for information on stuff. And but like, think about it. All the stuff I've said on here where like the actual like data that you can look up that's approved by the CDC is like, what's the number one factors? It's obesity. It's what are the number one age groups? I think there was some crazy statistic. Like if you're under the age of 20, like it's like 0.0001% chance of a fatal interaction with this. And then like another really low percentage of even knowing that you ever had it, you're asymptomatic. So right. it's like, why, where's the good news? When does the news come out and give us the good news about it? You know what I mean? Like, okay. well, let me push back with this. Cause you're looking at it at an extreme point, right? Cause your thing is like, you know, it, what, so you have people that die, right? So what about right. the people that get it, but they have a long lasting, like, for example, well, this guy at work that had it real bad. Like, to this day, if he goes up the stairs, like he's got to stop for 10 minutes because he can't breathe anymore. You know, what about those guys that do have the heart issues that do have the long term? Like for me, you got to factor those people in too. Like it can't just be deaths, if that makes sense. True, true. Um, So I listened to the uh, Alex Berenson on Joe Rogan podcast. I fucking, I, I listened to that podcast too much. But um, he seemed to think with everything he looked into, I haven't seen a lot of data on that. And I've heard about COVID, like what they call those COVID long haulers. Right. So um, I've heard um, some stories about it. And um, Alex Berenson seemed to think that a lot of the long haul stuff was um, at least a very high percentage of it was not uh, wasn't even real and was more psychosomatic. And that when the people were reporting the issues that they were having with it, um, they almost they they uh, resembled depression like symptoms. And um when you put things into people's head that there's potential for symptoms after it, and then you pair it with a lockdown and you're already kind of depressed, it kind of mirrors that. Now I'm not saying your friend isn't having something real happen. I'm just saying yeah. what I heard was right. that the majority of them are like that. And to have those type of interactions are very, very small. Same thing with saying in a vaccine, you go, well, people are dying of the vaccine. It's like, well, yeah, but how many? Yeah. You know what I mean, it's a very low number. So I don't know how many people, I mean, if there's COVID long haul symptoms, I don't got them. Right. Um, anybody I know that's gotten the virus hasn't told me that they've gotten them. So it's uh, and that, but too, that comes down to personal experience. Cause it's like, um, I got COVID and I kicked the shit out of it. Well, that's the crazy thing, right? Is that it, nobody has the same experience, right? It feels, and that, I think that's the thing where you're like, you know, what the fuck is this thing? Like everyone has different things. They like some guys, no taste, no symptoms. Uh, you know, they, right. I know I had a friend, his girlfriend got it. And they were still sleeping in the same bed and stuff, and he, he didn't get it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's right. so weird to me. There's so many question marks where it's like, man, all I know is I ain't trying to catch that shit. I ain't trying to spread that shit. That's, <laughs> for me, that's like, that's 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 the easy one. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I've already gotten it. I don't know. We just, strange time to be alive, man. I just, yeah. I want, I, I want shit to go back to normal. I feel I want, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, being in Texas, it's basically back to normal almost but that's the thing too man it's like uh texas we, we like out of all the states we've been like the most like us in florida we've been like the most you know we open quick we open things back quick yeah we can get back all, all the stereotypes right there yeah <laughs> so so, <laughs> so we could get uh we could get back to um you know we got back into everything quick i'm back in the gym pretty quick yeah. so it's not even for like my selfish reasons that i say this stuff i say it because like i just don't know what keeping kids out of schools 
and keeping people from being social. I'm in a rare position in my life where uh, I'm pretty comfortable being alone. Like I'm pretty fine with that. I know a lot of people aren't. I know this shit kills a lot of people and I feel bad for, I think we're going to look back on this, you know, could be right, could be wrong. But I think we're going to look back on this whole entire thing is like a massive mismanagement of uh, what we should have done. I think that the lockdowns were primarily after we had more data, um, a mistake. I think that forcing everybody into isolation is a mistake. Um, the suicide numbers are through the roof. The overdoses are through the roof. Um, depression, anxiety, it's all just, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like when we look back on this, it's going to be um, something. I mean, we're living through an, a historic event right now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? When you yeah. think about it, like, you know, history books yeah. are going to talk about the shit we went through. Yeah. And then, you know, the great pandemic of the, you know, 2020. And yeah, um, yeah it's going to go by and then it'll take, you know, 20, 30 years uh, for history to really look back on it and see the effects because it's going to take a while. You know, these kids are going to grow up. They had to, kids miss their graduations. Yeah. Kids were, yeah, like there's. I, a, I missed my graduation. I, you know, I graduated college, and I had to do that from you know uh, on Twitter. Like, hey, I graduated today. Like that yeah. was my graduation. It, yeah, yeah, it, and you're just missing out on crucial on crucial shit. And it's like I feel yeah. bad for those people, and I'm not sure if um you know if the way we handled this is the right way. And I'm not really not even sure why I care so much to be honest, because it really doesn't affect me that like at all. Like yeah. to be honest, my life's been pretty unaffected by it. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Crazy times we live in, brother. I, I get that, man. You know what? Let, let me say the one positive thing about masks that I think could trickle down is, you know, okay. in Asian culture, they have this big thing where, you know, if uh, if, someone's, if someone's sick, they wear a mask. Yep. I, I like that, man. I, I really like, like, if you're sick, you keep it so you don't infect that. I like that, man. I know not everybody likes masks, but there, there has to be like, you know, someone has a cold and they wear a mask to make sure they don't spread it to you. I, I like that a lot. And it, for me, that's yeah. like... A, you know, obviously it's a choice, right? But if some people could start doing that, even once we get over it, I, I would have no problem no, with that at I, all. hundred percent. Like yeah. No, I, I forget where I heard. I, so I remember I've always been a big fan of Japanese culture. Yeah. I've watched a lot of movies. And you always see the one random guy in the crowd with a mask on. I was like, what is that? Yeah. What's yeah. going on? But once I heard why they did it, no, dude, I think that's dope. Like if yeah. you got sick, if you're sick and you got symptoms and you got to go out and be about, put a mask on. But here's the thing though, is that like you, people will see you, you know what I mean? And instantly know you're sick. Like you're taking a risk too. Like you're putting yourself out there, but it, it's a, it's a extremely unselfish thing that I like that a lot. Yeah. It's like a, um, yeah, it's like a, a kind positive gesture. Yeah. You know, and may, maybe we switch our mask stuff over to that here where it's like, all right, if you think you might have COVID or cause the problem now is going to be like, um, what happens when you just get the flu? You know what I mean? Yeah. How many cases of the flu have we heard? Remember it used to be, I got the flu. Oh, that's I was sick for like a week. It was, I had the flu real bad. I, I don't know one person that's gotten the flu or a cold. It's all been COVID. Yeah. Which is wild. So it's like, are we ever going to have a cold or a flu again? You know, at least mentally yeah. for people, or are they just going to be like, fuck, I got COVID. Well, that's the thing too, is mentally it's going to be hard. Like even if you start sneezing too much and stuff like, oh God, it, it you know, people were joking. Like, you know, if I cough, it's the Rona, but you know, mentally it's going to fuck some people up too. Well, I think uh, a lot of it's, um, I watched a freak out video today of some girl that was on an elevator and someone, an elevator stopped at a floor and another girl was trying to get in. They both had masks on. The girl in the elevator wouldn't step out of the elevator until the other girl backed all the way against the wall and let her walk out and buy because she was scared she was going to get Corona. And she starts crying in the elevator, punching the walls, freaking out. It's like, dude, if you tell the wrong people the wrong shit and get the wrong people too scared, they're going to like, that's what you end up with. Yeah. Right there. And being that like, and when you're that stressed out and your cortisol levels are that high, like, I don't think, I don't think if you get it, it's going to be a good reaction. 
You know what I mean? If you think yeah. it's going to be really bad and you psych yourself out and you're stressed out, I mean, stress kills, you know, I just don't think it's going to be good. So I think if we do anything, if we get another pandemic, we need to be a little more positive about it, you know, because there's just, good, good yeah. stories too. Like we hear about people that die, but there's like shit ton of people recover. It's a lot of stories like mine. Like, yeah, wasn't that bad? Yeah. You know, get people the, the full spectrum of what's going on. I just hope we're better prepared for it, right? Because a lot of it was just like, hold on, we're trying to figure this shit out as it's happening. But now it's like, all right, we had the extreme version. Like maybe it should have happened again. Like we're going to be a little bit more prepared for it. You know what I mean? Right. Or, but, it, you know, it's it comes back to that trust thing too. Like I feel like this fucked up the trust for everyone. Some people say it's the presidents, the people, it's whatever. Right. If there's a trust issue, you're going to have to find a way to sort of figure that out. Because, you know, having having the mass thing even turn political for me is crazy because that's that's for me, that, that that wasn't the root of that. You know what I mean? The root of it right. was like, hey, now ain't nobody trying to catch that shit. And then it turned into way more than that. So that to well, me, it's like, hopefully they handle it better the second time around. Well, it happened uh, in an election year, yeah, which is the true. worst year it could have happened. Yeah. Shit always gets turned up to 11 in an election yeah. year. Yep. So it's like, it gives both sides the opportunity. That's why I hate politics. Because they don't give a fuck about just the regular people <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like at all, as much as they pretend they do, they do not. It's all about winning and dunking on the competition. So it's yeah. like, that's why it became politicized. If this would have happened maybe like the year that a president got elected or, you know, this shit's already done. They got four years to coast. Right. Could have been a completely different thing. Didn't but, it kind of feel like a boxing match, the whole election thing? Like, I feel dude, like this is the buildup to a UFC fight. Sometimes dude, you're like, I can't believe what this has turned into. Yeah, dude. You're like, you're like rooting for a team or rooting for another team. And then the other team gets a sneak uppercut. And you're like, fuck, there's no way we'll recover. And then something else comes out and you're like, yes, the laptop. And then shit just got, you know, shit just got like, oh man, it was insane. And then watching my friends, dude, I had friends fall for this QAnon shit. Yeah. Bro, deep in it. Telling oh, yeah. me about it. I'm like, dude, you know, this isn't going to happen. Right. And they, dude, and they got to a point. I was getting these phone calls, bro. I was getting these phone calls and, uh, he'd be like, yeah, so here's what's going on now. And they're telling me this shit. And I'd be like, I just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just brace yourself for when it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? I, I guess. Yeah. And then it happened and the capital happened. Nothing happened. And these people are just like, uh, like, you know, oh man, I got to rethink some stuff. I'm like, dude, I've been telling you that for months. I have to take a break from Facebook just from all the crazy conspiracy theories. It's like, you know, I know who you are outside of it, dude. You're it's like, are you really falling for some of this crazy stuff? Like if I saw something that sounded crazy to me, I'd look it up, 100%. try to find reputable websites, try to figure out, okay, what's the truth? How did this start? You know, even the crazy stuff like pedophiles in Hollywood and stuff like right. that. You're like, all right, what is this? Where is this coming from? And then you see the roots right. of everything and you're like, all right, guys, shut the fuck up. Like, ch chill out. <laughs> like it's, you know, I understand like your heart's in the right place, right? You feel like if there are pedophiles, I want to get rid of them. Of course. I get it. Your heart's in the right place. But it's like, if you look up where it comes from, it's like, nah, dude, like that's how they get, it's, it's deeper than that. So, you know, it, for me, it's, I feel like not enough people do their research and too many people are trusting, you know, Karen on Facebook, putting up a, a picture with a, a minions meme. Right. Like reading the, uh, reading the headline or reading like, yeah. you know, reading the, the, the one word and not taking the deep dive into it, which, which is, you know, going back to COVID, it's like, just talking about like, it's like all, like there's so much, st so many statistics out there to look at. Right. And then you can read those, and make up your own mind on how crazy deadly you think this virus is. Yeah. There's like a lot of people, like when the pedophiles in Hollywood, like they're going after Tom Hanks, like crazy. And then yeah. they're like, he posted a picture of a boot on his Instagram. I'm like, that's the smoking gun. Yeah. Picture of a boot on the sidewalk. And then they're like, oh, they swapped his body out when they flew him back from he had COVID. And I'm like, what are we? What is this? Yeah. It's like, hold on, guys. Like, you know, it sounds crazy. And you know, you couldn't do a quick Google search, figure out how some of this stuff started. Like, you'd have all your answers right there. 
Well, dude, and they were talking about uh, like uh, all the social media censorship. And they're like, they're censoring us. They know it's true. I'm like, no, it's because there's an army of you crazy motherfuckers. And then like, yeah. like 90% of the people at the Capitol were fucking queuing on. And it's like, yeah. they fell for this shit. I'm like, yeah. so like, as much as I think censorship sucks, I'm like, dude, that's maybe that was the right call right there. Cause that, yeah, that shit's oh, the, the, like crazy. The, the fact checking. Crazy. Yeah. The fact checking on, on social media too. But what I like is, you know, sometimes they'll tell you it's false, but you can look up like, here's why it's false. Here's the real explanation. That way, you know, obviously look it up for yourself too, but now you can actually have like a little bit, you can understand it. But some people it was like, you know, Tom Hanks has a, a zoo full of kids. All right, we riot. It's like, hold yeah. on, man. Like, you're not at least a little bit curious to know why people are saying that. Like, you don't want to look a little bit deeper. And then you find out it's like, that's not what's happening. That's what they're telling you so that you can get their movement going. It's like, hold on, like, the people you're claiming are sheep, like you're, you're kind of the one doing yeah, shit dude. things, man. When, yeah. when you don't do your research, you're bad and right along with them. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, yeah, I just think, uh, I think we have like information overload. There's too much information coming in all the time. Right. No reasonable, sane person has enough time to really deep dive into everything being thrown at them. And a lot of it comes yeah. down to a judgment call. And I think your average person just has terrible judgment. But the, the pedophile thing that it was smart because like who who's gonna say like oh great that's awesome what a great thing to have pedophiles right like oh yeah for sure you know like that's how they get you like all these people are like we need to do something about it it's like you know your heart's in the right place you know what I mean like sure like we all hate them you know what I mean you're you know for I like sure. where your head's at but it's like you know look deeper into it man it's like because it's not what you think it is yeah you think it's Woody from Toy Story that's behind this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like nah man like nobody's eating babies to sacrifice for a ritual oh dude on that, the, the that's like, yeah, that got wild. And it was like yeah. Madonna was implicated. And, uh, cause like for me, it was like crazy. Like, is it like, I'm like, this could have been a movie. Like, this is wild. You know what I mean? But then other people are taking it at fate, like just it, just literal. Like, this is actually what's happening. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, there's, I, I always said that, man, when that cap, that capital riot shit happened. Like, yeah. that looked the, 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 the saddest part about that to me was when I watched it and the entire crowd, it's gonna sound bad. It looked it looked like my hometown. <laughs> Real talk. Everybody yeah. that was there, from the clothes to the way they talked, looked like they were plucked out of my hometown. I was like, "Fuck!" I know. Uh, no. <laughs> shit. Yeah. And I was like, "Damn!" And like, dude, a lot like that's where a lot of that QAnon shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like, I'm not saying it's all from my hometown, but I'm saying that like just that <laughs> yeah. type of population is where that shit's really spreading. And I was like, yeah. "Fuck." That was but, was wasn't a good look. But it's the thing people don't consume news. Like I take my grandfather for example. He'll look up headline stuff, but he'll watch a lot of news like on TV and he'll watch different channels, get it from different sources. And it's like that's how they used to consume news. But today it's like you see on social media like, oh, Woody from Toy Story is attacking kids, and you're like, that's bad. It's like hold on, like are, are you not looking into stuff a little bit more? You're not getting it from different sources, trying right. to understand a little bit more. Like that's that's and, crazy to me how quickly stuff spreads and how gullible some people are. When it's the um, it's the uh, like I said, it's the cartoon profile pictures within the replies, Lincoln pictures and photoshops and deep fakes and links to websites that are so poorly constructed. Like yeah. that should be the first. If you go, I went to one I googled on a Duck Duck Go like QAnon just to like yeah. go to a website. I'm like, what? Let me see what this shit is. There's a and type you go of the and type. it's the it's the worst looking put together shit spelled wrong. Yeah, everything's terrible, and I'm like. <laughs> You look at you take one look at this. If you're not proofreading your article at least, and like <laughs> the is spelled wrong, yeah. we have a problem. Yeah. All right. Like 
and that yeah they're drinking the blood to stay alive forever it's like oh. you don't you don't think that's crazy enough to try to figure out why like why that's out there like it, it just seemed crazy the amount of people where somebody shared uh, like a put a picture of something on Facebook, like Hillary Clinton smiling or something, and then the big caption. I saw everybody sharing it. I'm like, dude, who is this person? Like, why are you sharing what she's saying? Like, it's right. is this the source you trust? Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm gonna look it up every time. I'm like, man, that's some crazy shit, and keep going. Like, I'm not about 100%. to be like, like yes, regular, you know, random person saying stuff. Oh, she is so right, and they're trying to silence her. It's just, you got you got you got to pick and choose where you put yeah. your energy. You yeah, know I mean, that's why you know at the beginning I was talking about like. I should probably get rid of Twitter, but it's like I try yeah. <laughs> things, things that eke out my energy. I have a pretty big, uh, like I don't have notifications on my phone. Yeah. Like uh, I only see texts. I don't get like Instagram and, and any, anything. Right. I don't, I don't read comments. I don't, I, I tr distraction free as much as I can. Cause I feel like I'm much happier when I'm not uh, reading shit like that. You know what I mean? Shit I like that. Just like Facebook. I couldn't do Facebook anymore because I was like, it got too crazy. Like, you know, I don't even like politics. I like MMA. I like other yeah, stuff. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to stick with that stuff. I didn't know a thing about politics until the coronavirus hit and we were all locked yeah. down. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's when it made you pay attention. Yeah. And then, yeah. And it was like, uh, I went my whole life. No, I couldn't have told you what a Republican or a Democrat was. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. Like, that's. I didn't give plus, a fuck. I'm, I'm French. I can't even vote. So it's like, I don't care about any of that yeah. shit. Like, know so much i don't care that's not you know i'm not interested in that but everybody turned it into a fucking team sport yeah exactly like every like you know and dude i had friends like my brother and some of his friends are like just people that i know that like quit hanging out with each other over yep. political differences yep and i'm like when i was growing up my dad always said like i'd ask my dad like who are you voting for and he's like none of your business like, oh, shit. Right. Or even the teachers wouldn't tell you. Like, if you asked them, like, they'd get mad at you. Like, oh, I'm not revealing that. Like, you know, this right. is a private. And now people go out wearing shirts and hats. And it's, right. you know, it's not a team sport. You know what I mean? Like, this affects things differently than if, and, you know, Braves win something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, well, and like, heaven forbid you accidentally put on a MAGA hat, not knowing the implications that, that might get you killed. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, it was, uh, fuck. Been a wild. That was a wild, wild year. It feels like it lasted forever, but looking back on it, it was so uneventful that it went by like a blink of an eye. Like if I just think about like the time, like what actually happened, because yeah, I, I don't know how you got back here in the middle of of with everything quarantined. They let Dude, you travel. It's weird. So like in August, so I came back in August, and so the big things I went out, got a COVID test, got the antibody test, everything, put it in my backpack. You know, it's ready to travel. So I'm like, listen, I'm COVID free. I'm wearing the mask the whole ride. I'm doing what I got to do, all that stuff, and. I'm expecting that people are going to ask for stuff and they're going to check my fever. Nobody gave a shit. Like I thought I was going on this big James Bond trip. Like it was literally like a regular trip, but with a mask on. I, you know, I, was, I was ready. Somebody was like, do you have COVID? No. All right, man, you're free to go. It's like, seriously, man. Like you don't want to maybe check a temperature, pretend to see if yeah. you know, I can take like, really? But I, I don't know. It's, you know, I was, I was expecting something huge. I was like, here's my green card. Here's my, my, I'm COVID free. I can smell, you know, I can smell this, uh, you know, but yeah. It was weird to me that it really seemed like it was like you got COVID. No, all right, man, you have a good time. Like, so you came back in from outside of the country and no one gave a fuck. Yeah, pretty much. It was like they gave me a packet, like, you know, do you have COVID? And on the packet, it was like, here are the symptoms. I said, no, all right. <laughs> That's it. So you're going to take my word for it, man? Just like, took you know, your word you, for it. It's like, are you really going to change? It was crazy to me because I was ready. I had all these documents, all this stuff. My grandfather printed off all these things. Like, we had a, a doctor, like, I was ready. I was ready. I was like, you know, I'm responsible. No, nobody gave a fuck. I mean, it was it was crazy to me how little people gave a fuck.
Jesus Christ. See, that, that sounds exactly the opposite of what I've been hearing yeah. about traveling with COVID. Well, I think now. Now it got worse. But, I mean, August, we were at a good, you know, middle point. But Wait, August. Know. So, August of last year. August 2020, yeah. I mean, you'd we're in the middle of it. So. You'd think we'd be better now with travel. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it only got worse. So, I, I Maybe don't know, got man. lucky. That's what I'm thinking. Know. Maybe the we're fans we're... of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> waving through, waving through. It's like you let young Joe Rogan with hair get on the plane. Come yeah. on, man, get, get out of here. It's like, oh, you ever do DMT? Uh, you know, yeah. say, I go ahead, have a seat. No, no. We got the private jet heated up for him. Right. It's like, Jamie, you pull up the jet for him? It's like, my guy. <laughs> nah, I don't think anybody gave a fuck. Uh, how, how, how long have you been doing this podcast? Episode 29. I started November. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, you have like these goals of what you want to do. Like, you you know, you try to think crazy. I want my own studio and this and that. And you're like, so right. how do you get there? You don't get there by saying, give me a studio. You get there by doing with what you got. And then if you're good enough, you'll get opportunities. And 100%. You know, now I'm booking, you know, bigger guests such as yourself. I'm getting more and more fighters, stuff like that. So, you know, it's just, it's a fun thing to do. Well, I will say um, what you did when you reached out and then um, like when I told you my schedule and you said, well, how about this? I'll be available for you. When right. you're ready that dude, I had another guy try to get me on a podcast and it was like one of these things we were scheduled for like maybe six, but my video was running over and I hit him up like, Hey, like I'm probably going to be like an hour late. He's like, Oh man. Uh, okay. We'll push it to next week. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I was like, Oh sure. Whatever. And then like, I, I think 10 minutes had gone by and then something switched and I, I don't know what it was, but it was like, literally I was ready like 10 minutes. So I texted him like 10 minutes later, like, Hey man, I can still make it for six actually. Is oh man, um, we're still gonna have to do it next week, and I'm like, yeah. no, nope, we're never doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I mean, part of the part of the hustle, man, is like consistency, booking people, having good. I mean, you're good at you're good at this. I like, appreciate that, man. You're, you're easy to talk to. Yeah. You know what I mean? You 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 make people feel comfortable. Like it's weird. I don't I don't do like any podcast, but it's weird like being on here and I'm looking how long we've been on here. It's crazy. <laughs> Dude, we've just been talking and, and like right. I get yeah. to this point where I'm just in the conversation. I don't feel like I'm like trying to, you know, like, so you got that going, you got the talent. Um, I like this little setup. Yeah. Great. For, I mean, this is what I, this is how I was, I was going to start mine is actually how I'm looking yeah. at yours. And it's like, um, just consistency and then getting people back and, uh, yeah, just getting the big people on and just like not stopping and having good conversations and just ha asking the tough questions, being honest, being yourself. And, um, no, no, you're, like I said, the, the way that you went around, I'm like, I'll be available. Da, da, da. Like the way you did that was like, okay, okay, I'm there. Well, I mean, you got to think too. I've been interviewing fighters for years now, so I know how it works with like sometimes, you know, I got Mighty Mouse, who I believe fights tonight, Demetrius Johnson. One time I got a text and he's like, hey, he's ready for you now. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Give me two seconds. I'm going to get everything set up. Let's do it. Like I know with fighters, it's like the more hoops you get people to jump through and they're like, look, man, I don't even know who you are. But that's why with you, you were like, I get off at this time. And I was like, you know what? If we can bang it out today, because I know he might be free, let's just go ahead and do it. Right. And you were like, you gave me your phone number and everything. I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna tell you. I was like, some people were weird about it. I was gonna be like, look, if you want to just text me and when you're ready, let's go ahead and do it. Like for me, even the app I sent you, right? You click a link and you're on. Like the less right. hoops you have to jump through, the easier it is. Cause like you don't know me anything. Like you reach out, like, who the fuck is Lucas Grandsire? So it's like, you know, I try to make it easy and, and for everybody. Yeah, and it's um, you know, the hassle free i click the thing yeah. i'm in here yep. that's uh yeah i just is this considered over zoom no I, well i say zoom because if i have to explain okay. but 
basically Zoom. I mean, Zoom is the same thing with a few extra hoops. This one's like you click a link, boom, welcome to the show, my guy. So yeah. you know, Streamyard, Streamyard. I, I like this. So yeah, it was uh, now it was seamless. I clicked a button. I'm in here. My stuff, yeah, my my audio issues are totally on my end. But um, yeah. no, it's been uh, yeah, it's been been seamless. It's been a great yeah. time. Who, who who's your? Do you have any? Uh, how often are you doing it? Listen, man. Every time I can book someone, I do it. So okay. sometimes we'll have a fighter where it's like, I can do it tomorrow. Boom, we're doing a podcast tomorrow. With you, it was like, I can do it today. Boom, let's do it today. I have a, a comedian. Because, you know, I'm trying to branch out of MMA of a little course. bit. Yeah, talk, and, dude, uh, talk to everybody, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. if there's one thing, if there's one, like, I wouldn't be scared. In the podcast realm, for instance, I think that, um, yeah, talk to everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, if they like MMA, that's awesome. You have some common ground. But, like, you know, I would just go into it and just, like, talk to people about you know, we talked about fitness, steroids, like all sorts of shit, yeah. dude. And, uh, well, with you, I plan on talking about anabolic recipes the whole time. And it just, the way it flowed, I was like, let's go with it. You know, I think that's the most important thing. If it flows a certain way, right. just go with it. You know, we've talked about COVID for an hour. I'm not going <laughs> to sit there like, like, you know, let's get back to UFC. Now, this is what we're talking about and let's go with it. This is yeah. what the conversation. And I think people want to feel like they're the third man in there that isn't saying anything. You know what I mean? I think people want to feel like. You know, and, and I take a lot of inspiration from like a Joe Rogan where he says, you know, we talk about what I want. It's the guest that I want. And he's like, and it's a conversation and you feel like you're there with us, even though you're not. Right. And I think, you know, you obviously don't want to copy him, but, you know, you want to take take what's good and then leave leave what's bad and then kind of make it your own as well. 100%. Yeah, that's um. if there's one thing about the Joe Rogan podcast, it feels like you're just sitting at a table with friends, you know, yeah. and I think that that's uh, especially in the pandemic times and maybe now as we move towards a more digital society as far as yeah. our social interactions are concerned it's like having because i mean a podcast feels like an in-person conversation and when we read so much over text and you lose the inflections you lose the nuance yeah. you lose the, the the real laughter the genuine like you know like just the smiles and shit i think that uh i mean for me podcasts i think maybe that's one reason why i'm so fine being you know when quarantine happened the beginning was terrible don't get me wrong <laughs> but i have an alcohol problem but it's like uh one reason for me, I'm, I think I'm so comfortable. Like I don't really throughout the week, I don't see anybody, just myself. Really, when I work, I do go yeah. to the gym. But it's like because I, I have the podcast, but I feel like I'm getting that that personal touch, you know. And imagine if you're a kid and you don't really do podcasts. Because I imagine when I was a kid, to me, it would sound like the news. You know what I mean? I fucking hated the. You know what I mean? As a kid, you're like yeah. the news. I don't know. Cartoon. <laughs> and then all you got's Twitter, right? And then you're just like can't see your friends and shit, like. Yep. No wonder you're dissing George Masvidal in the replies. No wonder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I get that. Or the thing, too, is that if someone were to take some of the quotes from our interview and write up an article, it would look so much different than what we were actually saying, like the way we were talking. You know what I mean? 100%. Like you, you take it and people are going to be like, oh, my God, who are these guys? It's like, dude, we're just we're just talking off the cuff about stuff. You know what I mean? Like right. we're we're not. You know, I'm not running for president or anything. You know what I mean? Right. Like hey, I'm just saying saying stuff, you know, but people. I don't know. It just it just comes off better when you see it's just two people having a genuine conversation. Well, I will say a lot of times when um there might be someone I did not like or maybe someone that I maybe not like isn't the right word. Maybe someone that I just didn't didn't vibe with. Yeah, you know, or maybe someone I would never have gone out of my way to support or check their shit out. And then um you know maybe Joe had them on a podcast or they're on a podcast I watch. And then uh I. I give it some time and I listen to the person's story and I go, holy shit. Like, yeah. hell yeah. And then, then they, they get a fan out of it. You know well, what I mean? Listen, did you listen to the Francis Ngannou episode on Joe Rogan? 
I did. Made me a huge not, fan. If you're not a fan after that, I'm like, know. we'll get your ears checked, my guy. Like, I know. It was, it, was, it was. I mean, it was so good for a guy who you know learned English not that long ago. That was so good. Yeah, and he um and just his story about how like working in those mines and like making no money and having to go to different countries and finally make his way over here for his dream and shit. It was yeah. like, yeah. And it was like, that was the, so when the Nganu fight was happening with Miochik, I would have probably watched it anyways, but it was yeah. like, that just puts so much more on it. So, so like when the money came down for it, I won, what did we, I ended, we, we never, well that night we didn't bet on the first card cause no one really gave a fuck the first fight, but yeah. the four fights after that we all bet on. And I won yeah. three out of my four bets. Which one did you lose on? What, which one did I lose on? I lost on, um, uh, uh Woodley. I put oh, yeah. money on Woodley. I, you, you, th you thought he had something left in the tank. Yeah. I thought he was, I mean, you know, but at that point I was, um, you know, still oh, with your heart, uh, with your heart more than with your head. Yeah. It was one of them things. Like, I, I don't know. I, for me, it's like the redemption story. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I want to see these guys come back. I want to see them win. I, I hate, I hate watching, yeah. I hate watching yeah. people fail. Like I hate yeah. it. So it's, uh, so yeah, but it was, um, yeah, but that happened and I was up 60 bucks and then, uh, I gave the because like we pick one person and we just go back and forth and then at the end of the night, I gave him all his money back and just said, "See, that makes it more fun, doesn't it?" Just gave him all his money back. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, why not?" Well, that's the thing we try to tell some of these fighters too. Some of them they get big and they're like, "I'm doing no media ahead of the fight." It's like I, you know, I understand because it's annoying, but it's like give people a reason to tune in. Like if you have a good conversation, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do a million interviews, but you do something like a Rogan or a few guys that are good. And you give people a reason to tune in to root for you. Like, that's important. Like, the guys that stay like a hermit, people are going to like you for your fighting abilities, but they don't know your personality. So you have to have the guys that can bring that out of them that makes them interesting. That You know, it's people like you who are still, you know, finding out this guy's this guy, this guy's that guy. Why do I want to watch this guy? Like, that's super right. important. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you give people ways to connect with you. Like, uh, I think one thing with me, you know, a lot of my channel now is just food and stuff. But, like, every now and again, I'll get kind of down into my personal a little bit. And when I talk about people to people and I'm like, yeah, like I grew up a nerd, I played a lot of video games. I like didn't, I didn't get into shape until I was like 23 years old. You know what I mean? 24. So it's like, uh, you know, I grew up as like, I don't know, like, like I grew up not who I am right now, like right. in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? And it was like, um, I don't know, just got, there's in like when people, cause people think like your typical bodybuilder kind of stupid, yeah. um, <laughs> You know no what I mean? Personality. Yeah, yeah no the, personality. the muscle dude that he, he talks about eggs and chicken all day, but not yeah. like, you know, this, you know, I'm more than my muscles as, yeah. as great as it is to have them. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, and I, I like to tell people too, like, uh, you know, I, when I was a kid, I would look at guys and that, like, you know, that had the abs and that were successful and all this stuff. And I never thought in a million years I could ever have that. Right. You know what I mean? And then like, if I could tell anybody anything, it's like, you know, cause I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not this like naturally really attractive guy. I'm not like this, you know, like in a lot, like I, I don't have a lot going for me, but there's one thing I do have is that I work my ass off. Right. I try yeah. really hard and I don't fuck people over. I do good business. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't, it's not necessarily obviously making money's fun, but it's not like at the end of the day, my heart is not in this to screw anybody out of anything or get one over on anybody. I want everybody around me to win. I want everybody around me to do as well as they possibly can. And it's like, um, you know, and you couple good intentions with a really hard work ethic and you're willing to like work those long nights and you're willing to like bend over for people to make sure that you get the content you need to keep your shit going. And, um, yeah, it's just anything's possible if you just work for it, man. Like, we, you know, people want to say that America right now is like the most corrupt and worst country in the world. I'm like, dude, this is the best country on this planet. 
dreams you can make you can do anything here if you got the right work ethic yeah you know like for real like you can do anything here so as someone that didn't have shit um yeah i'm in a pretty good spot and uh it hasn't been easy but i fucking work for it and if you're willing to work for it you know who dude we could be talking three years from now and you could be standing ringside commentate you know what i mean to be a commenter at the ufc yeah I always joke with people at the end of this podcast, like, listen, in a few years, when you get a phone call from my producer asking, Kay, can you fly down to California or whatever to come in studio? It's like, you'll remember this. It's like, you'll remember this conversation. Yeah. And a lot of people laugh, but it's like, you know, for, for me, it's like, if I don't have something that I'm chasing like that, then it's you like, you know, it. I need, you need something. Matthew McConaughey said it, right? He's like, I need something to chase. 100%. And, you know, it's like, I'm not going to be satisfied until I make it to that point where it's like, that's my living. And I love what I, I wake up happy to do what I do. One of the things I told myself early on when I was living in uh, still in Ohio in this small town I was like, one of these days, I'm going to drive a Lamborghini down Memorial Drive. That was the main street in our city, right? That was, that was my whole thing, Lamborghini Memorial Drive. And I always stuck to that. And you tell people what your dreams were because, like, you know, like, yeah, I want 100,000 subs on yeah. YouTube. I want this. I want that. And people kind of laugh at the beginning. No one believes in your dream. Like, no one's yeah. going to believe in it like you do. Yeah, exactly. But I always believed in it. You know what I mean? And then just like a week and a half ago i went to a lamborghini dealership and i put down a deposit on a brand new lamborghini it's going to be built in like six to nine months and i'm like you know what i mean if you like as a kid i that was just something i just thought that i I just never no way i could ever even touch one feel one be allowed in the dealership right now it's like i walked in there and you know without trying to sound any type of way i bought that motherfucker like it wasn't shit right yeah i mean but like that's just that's just what it is though. And it's like, you got to have that dream. You got to believe in yourself in such a way that like, no one can tell you shit. Like no one can tell you shit. You're going to do what you do. You're going to do it to the best of your ability. Every time you do it, you get better, you improve, you adapt. And then real, like for real, like you could be on like legit, like, well, you know what I mean? ESPN or, you know, you could legit have something crazy going on like that in a few years. And it, 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 that's, that's, that's just real. Like that can happen. It's just you just keep fucking going. So that's why I always try to tell people, everybody, the problem with people is they don't get instant. Like it took me 10 months, I think, to hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Maybe that's the right number. Maybe it was 10 months for 1,000. I can't remember the exact number, but it it wasn't until I hit 10,000 that I started seeing like that steady growth. It was like, I could probably quit my job. And like, if I really right. penny pinched, you know what I mean? But it took time to get there. But the amount of people that make those crazy one, two or three videos get no love. And then they just dip out and bounce. Cause they don't see that. It's like same thing with weight loss or same thing with working out. You go to the gym three times and think you're supposed to be buff. And it's like, dude, this is a, yeah, it's a long-term thing. It's not, you know, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it. I think that's, that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you already got the hardest part down, bro. I mean, you know how to talk, you know, your shit, you know, I mean, you know, but if you like, I, I tell people, like, if you go on my YouTube channel, watch like the first couple interviews, like that, and it's a really huge name. Like the second video is with Israel Adesanya of all people, but it did not age well. Like you look at it, it's like quality shit. You know, even my voice sounds different, but it's like, you know, if I'd given up there, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, and, you know, and you just got to keep going. Even if you think you suck, like keep going, keep going. And, and you know, and some days it's hard because you feel like, like you'll feel like you do a podcast and nobody's watching it. And you're like, why am I doing this shit? And it's like, right. it doesn't matter. You keep doing the next one. And then eventually someone's going to see it or, or, you know, you're going to reach a point where people start to recognize it and you just, you, you can't quit because 
you know, even Joe Rogan, you look at his first one where they had like the snowflakes coming down. Yeah. Like, hey, what the hell is this? Could you imagine if you had just stopped? It's like, ah, oh, that's difficult. You, Dude. You, you got to keep putting out content. Dude, my first uh, funny story about my first videos I ever did. Um, I was making videos and I was doing little vlogs and um, no one was watching them. Wasn't getting any love. I'd have my local people that kind of knew me in town that would watch them. I knew yeah. they were all just talking shit. You know what I mean? Pretty cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember I would always look at my YouTube and on the app, you could see the money you, you've made from YouTube. Right. And it was always stuck at a penny. I just remember just stuck at a penny. Wouldn't yeah. move. So I quit checking it. I'm like, well, I don't need to focus on that. You know what I mean? Because the goal was always like, let's quit my job and do this full time. So I'm like, there's no right. need to focus on that. So I went like a couple months and didn't look at it. And then one day I decided to look at it and I go, still putting out videos. Still just, I think I was at that point. I was trying to do one video a week. It was on this little schedule. And then um, I get, I refresh it one day and there was like 80 bucks in there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> 80 funny. bucks. And for me back then, that was like a lot. Like it was like 80 bucks. Like it was the first money I'd really made that wasn't like just from a job, from a yeah. paycheck, just money that just came out of, you know, what I was doing. And I was like, what is this? And um, I looked and I had made a video. It's like the fifth video I ever made that I wasn't paying any attention to that now had like a hundred thousand views. And it was because it was like how to meal prep for bodybuilding. It just was keywords that were just yeah, fucking. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like people were watching it. And I said, fuck. So I started redoing that same type of video in different ways over and over and over again. And that's what like got me my initial jump on YouTube was able to make me go full time. You know what I mean? Then I offered my personal training and shit online after that. And I was able to get me saved up enough money to where I knew that if I like quit my job and I made no more money, I could at least pay my bills for like six months. And I was living really cheap. Like I was such yeah. a tight ass and it was like, I did that, took the leap, quit my job. And then, um, the rest is history. I just never stopped. Okay. As soon as I quit, I did a video every single day, shot, edited, and put out for half a year straight. Didn't miss a day. Yeah. And, and it's like, look where it got you. Consistency. Cause that's the 100%. thing, right? I, I, you, you see me, I, I do the intro and I'm like, holy shit, 29. But it's like, yeah. Cause a lot of people, they stop at five, they stop at four and it's like 29. Like you tell me, I talk to 29 different people for at least an hour on this damn podcast. Like that's, that's something, you know what I mean? Like, that even, is something. like you're going to look back on it. It's going to be like, you know, you, you kept at it and you know, 29, like you, you're starting to get established. Might not get the views you want, obviously, but it's like, you're, you're on to something. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I just think, uh, <sighs> consistency in general is the secret to success in any field. Because yeah. if, if you have even, even average intelligence, if you do anything over and over and over again, you have no choice but to get better at it if you are passionate about it. Right. So you see fighters that are training that are getting better year after year after year. You see some are your favorite music artists, unless they fall off because they just make so much money, which is easy to get complacent. You make yeah. money, it's easy yeah. to get complacent. So, but it's like as long as you have that same passion and you're going for it and you keep doing it, I mean, you're you only you only get better. It's like anything in life. So it's like you take that one thing that you're focused on, which for me was YouTube, take that one thing and hammer it hammer it hammer it and eventually it has no choice but to work it's always going to keep getting better yeah. you know what i mean and if you're getting the right people and the people that they want to talk to especially dude if you can start booking people um outside of you know just the ufc have conversations that bridge multiple gaps yeah. um which uh i probably got, i could probably hook you up with uh my business partner's real big into ryan anchor i don't know if you've watched me enough to see uh I think I think so. Like the name sounds familiar, but I'm sure if I saw him, but yeah, I definitely saw him. In All right. Well, if you want another interview, I got you one. I guarantee. Hey, you yes, do sir. It. Appreciate. Guaranteed, do it. He's uh he's big into steroids, and he's a fucking yeah, ladies yeah. man. Jesus. 
Um, but uh, if you get to even to a point where it's like, all right, like dude just came off a fight and you can catch some of that, like that clickbait energy of like getting that interview right after the fight. You know what I mean? Of like that, like, you know, like getting a Masvidal right after the knee, yeah, that type of shit. Yeah. Dude, and that's kind of blows your channel. Then you get people coming in and uh nah, dude, it's exciting for me to think about what your shit could become. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, but you but the thing is you you get discouraged because like I'm in it every day. You see it from the outside, and it's like you need to have someone or you know, you need to have some kind of encouragement. You know what I mean? Because if it's 100%. just you, eventually you motivation, like it doesn't stay. You know, it comes and it goes, but you need people that that do get excited for you and stuff like that, like knowing that you're on the right track. The real winners are the ones that do the shit even when they aren't motivated to do it. Right. You know, I have days today, but today was a rough day, man, for me. Today yeah. was a day where um, yesterday was a crazy intensive video. So I shot video for like seven hours straight, had to cook 49 different meals all in one video, prep it, package it, film it all by myself. Then I had to edit the entire video yesterday. So my morning started at seven and I didn't lay down in bed until like nine 15 at night. It's a long day. So like slept like shit, woke up today, back to the gym, back to everything, filmed a video, tired, you know, um, business stuff, handling stuff, emailing back and forth, just like minded a million different places. It's like, get it like multiple times, man, I'll be in the middle of a video and I'm like, you could just stop right now and just like, you know, finish it tomorrow. What could it hurt? Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, no, because there's never a time that I push through the bullshit and I keep going that I lay down in bed at night and I'm ever mad at myself for like finishing my shit. I always, I'm always feel so much better. And that was yeah. why, like when you emailed me earlier, when I first saw the podcast invitation, everything in my head was like, you don't got time for this. You know what I mean, yeah. but then as I finished my day up and I got closer to the end, I'm like, fuck it. I'm a hot. Cause like you feel so good once you're done accomplishing shit. And it's like, um, you know, the, especially too once like, cause I remember for me, it was like, I started my YouTube channel and like no one gave a fuck. And then at some point, a couple people started giving a fuck and then at some point like it was 10 yeah. people you know what i mean and then it became like yeah just then i had this little community of people and it was um super cool so it's uh yeah and even then though i always try to say like i love that i have an audience but you know i find it like i do this for me you know what i mean because i feel good when i do it yeah. i have i love what i do i do have fun even on the days where I, i'm feeling shitty like i do have fun and it seems like you're having fun I, I love it. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't have that community. So it's like, what's driving me is because I love doing it. And I, I have so much right. fun doing it. Yeah. Like I think uh, conversations too are fun. I love having conversations. Yeah. Is this yeah. the longest podcast you've done? Easily. Easily. Like Easily. before it was like the longest one was like 107. And then I'm looking and I'm like, okay, we're over an hour. And then I see a two and I'm like, wow, like this, this turned into a JRE episode, man. Like <laughs> we, we covered so much stuff and it's just, it's flowing. I yeah. Think yeah. The main yeah. Thing is, if you don't have that flow, because, you know, I listen to something, you know, you listen to other guys, you try to, okay, what are they doing right? What can I improve on based on that? And a lot of guys have issue with the flow. Like sometimes if they do an interview, they'll ask a question. It's awkward. You know, you right. feel like there's no flow to it. Like, it's like, oh, what did you think of your last fight? Okay, so what what are you eating during camp? It's like, hold on. That didn't flow. Yeah. That, you know, you got to, you know, or even some guys, they come in, it's like, I have to ask these questions. For this podcast, like I write nothing down. Like, obviously, I know you, I watch your content. I've watched it for a long time. And it's like, we're going to come in and we're going to talk and then. If it sucks, it sucks. If it's good, it's good. Whatever happens, happens. If if I ask you, so I'm, I'm going to ask you a, a question. So I want to know your opinion. If you watch my content, do you think I'm different 
on a podcast than I am in my content. Do 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 I act like how you would have how you would have thought I would act? Am I how you thought I would have been? No. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you think I would have been? I, I don't know. It's, it's like your videos. You come off. You're very like you know. You're you're excited. Like you're very intense. You know what I mean? This yeah. podcast, like you feel like you're just you're just chilling. You know what I mean? It right. feels like that's a side of you. Like you're not you're not cutting up meat with you know scissors or anything. It's like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're sitting down. You're talking about whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that's and that's a good side of people to see too. Like obviously you have what made you successful, but people want to know that you know it's like is this guy a douchebag off camera? Like is yeah, this right, guy right, an right. asshole? Like people want to know like you know how some people are outside of it. Well, you know it's uh with YouTube. I always think it's funny because like uh, people that watch my channel, I can do it and I can be like what is up guys welcome back to the channel welcome back to my kitchen you know what i mean i, I can do that like yeah. you know what i mean and i can turn that energy on yeah and it's like uh you know and i guess the two depends on what i'm talking about like like i said i'm, I'm pretty low energy tonight but um yeah. i can like i'm a pretty high energy dude but uh yeah youtube so much of what it is is um you got you find this like i don't uh, persona is not the right word but you find this energy that you bring to it and you'll yeah. notice any creators you watch and that are vlogging like hey guys what is up they just seem like they're so like Dude, you make me think of Greg Doucette where everybody's big thing is he's screaming at the camera with yep. all the veins coming out. Like, and everybody's like, does he know how to talk without screaming? And it's like, that's what he's doing for YouTube. And that that's what works. Dude, talk about a come up. Yeah. Me and Coach Greg text a lot behind the scenes. If people knew how hardcore he was killing it financially, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to keep everything, you know, I... I have, a, I have a lot of trust between people and, and confident or uh, in confidence, but um, yeah, that, like if you knew how much money that dude was making, yeah. you wouldn't even believe it. Like yeah. they wouldn't even believe it. So I see a lot of things when people are like, cause you know, you'll get haters that are like commenting on his stuff. Like how does anybody, I'm like, dude, if you, if you understood, cause I have a certain level of respect for like a, we can talk about someone like a Jake Paul, right? A lot of people hate on him hardcore, but like I might not may not like him as a person, but I respect the hustle. I respect anybody's hustle. When you're making, dude, like this Ben, are you watching this fight with him and Ben Askren? I don't know, man. It's going to depend on a lot of things. Can I find a way to stream it for free? Do I work yeah. the next day? Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch this thing, but it's like, if I can find a way to hassle-free find it, fuck it, I'll, I'll watch the, the circus thing. Well, I'm watching it. Yeah, it's gonna be I, a I shit, can't blame. Because the thing is, you got people love that storyline. You got the damn storyline. So it's like I can't. You know, some people it's like I can't believe you'll watch this shit. No, dude, it's like enjoy it. Don't feel guilty about it. It's like, yeah, it's crap, but it's like it's like a McDonald's, right? Like we we all love it. We all it's so bad, but it's like you know you love it. It's, it's like enjoy it. Enjoy yeah, it. Dude, it's, it's fun. McDonald's is so good. <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> McDonald's was my like drunk at three a.m. Yeah. Roll through the order that, that you get at McDonald's is the double quarter pounder. You get a 20 piece nugget. You get the biggie sized fry. You get two sausage McMuffins. And then um, if you're feeling like something else in the ice cream machine's not broken, you get a McFlurry you put in the fridge to have or a freezer to have after it's all done. Whoa. I can just feel like the fullness of the stomach just sitting there like, oh, that's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Dude, I mean, seriously, like I eat, uh, I eat, uh, like obviously like anabolic, like all week and, uh, I keep my diet pretty in check, but um, when I when I eat bad, I eat bad. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you you earn it, you work your ass off, like you can afford, like you know, some people, it's like, oh, they told me I couldn't have cheat meals, it's like yeah, because you cheated your whole way up until now, you know what I mean? 100%. But with you, it's like, you, it's like you earn it, you know what I mean? Like you do work out, you're not like you know overweight, and it's like I'm gonna have a cheat meal. It's like every meal is a cheat meal. <laughs> well, that yeah, you've been having a cheat years, but yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, come on, man, it's like no, kind of, yeah, well. 
I mean, what, what like my like philosophy is with, um, cause I'm a foodie at heart. I love right. food. Food's one of my favorite. It sounds weird, but I have a very unhealthy relationship with food. I, I, I love it. I love bad food. So it's like kind of the inspiration behind like all the anabolic recipes and shit was like, how can I find a way to make this bullshit chicken, rice and broccoli diet I'm eating like sustainable because I started following coach Greg yeah. and I'm hearing a lot of shit. Um, about like uh you know it's not the food it's the macro it's the end of the day it's the calories yeah. calories in calories out yeah yeah and it's like it's that simple and greg's like don't be an idiot so i'm like okay let me test this theory so i just started fucking around with some shit i had days where i would eat nothing but french toast and then like weight's coming off i'm leaner i'm lifting good i feel fine and you know i did the carnivore diet for a while i, well, I, I followed ate. along with i followed along with that one because i know joe did it i know you did and i was so curious like it's expensive yeah. but it's like i'm so curious. like dude you eat meat meat is amazing so i was i was following along with that one closely dude i felt so good yeah on that diet so and why that is it not sustainable thing. because i saw somebody was like oh but nobody nobody's like sustained it like what what's the reason for that i just think because it gets boring okay yeah i mm -hmm. mean that makes that made sense to me but everyone's like see because it's not really healthy i don't think it's that deep. no um i mean you have like a sean baker carnivore at carnivore md on twitter um he was on joe rogan's podcast he's done carnivore for years now his bloods and panels and everything totally perfectly healthy man ripped shredded older dude claims he's not on trt i don't know how not but um great genetics there's this other guy that i followed ken ken's his first name can't think of his last but i took a pretty deep dive into it mark bell from mark bell's power podcast does yep. little stints yep. with it um and yeah they uh I mean, all these people are doing it and it's like, nothing's going wrong. Yeah. Yet people are doing all vegetarian diets and vegan diets and having all these weird side effects. So it's like, you know, and then you think about it and it's like, meat is just one of those things where we grew up as hunter gatherers, grew up, we evolved as hunter gatherers, <laughs> right? And you're, we're hunting prey and like, you know, getting the meat was like the the valuable thing. You hunt yeah. the meat, you bring it back, and the and it's like, and there's certain certain uh, populations of people that only have subsisted on meat for generations just because of where they live. They're landlocked. Like you in, eat uh, what you have, you know what I mean? People yeah. are like you pick and choose. Like you eat what you got, man. And and to think the human body isn't adapted enough to be able to turn because basically the argument was like, look, your body knows what to do. It knows, like, you know, unless you're eating arsenic, you're eating stu stuff with nutri like nutritional value, it knows what to do to keep you alive, like, essentially. So yeah. when I did carnivore and I felt incredible, the diet was amazing. It kind of blew my mind on what was even possible with dieting. I'm like, so I don't need, need vegetables every day, and I felt better without vegetables. It's crazy. I eat a lot of vegetables. I feel like shit, dude. Do you still take greens you, when, when you were doing it? Like, I know Joe did. Oh, uh, like, uh, greens? No, I cut that no. out completely. Yeah. Yeah, so I literally just did meat. Um, basically, this is what it boiled down to. My diet was essentially uh, I would buy 80% lean ground beef, and I would have like a pound to a pound and a half of that a day. Then I would do some uh, – I would buy ribeye steaks. That's what got expensive. Yeah. I would do ribeye steaks, and I'd eat like a couple pounds of that a day. And then if I wanted to switch it up, I would do like chicken, uh, chicken wings because it's high fat in the yeah. air fryer. And then uh, all my cheat meals were Texas barbecue. Which Texas barbecue, uh, dude, Texas barbecue is so fucking good. You don't need sauce. You don't need anything. You go in there and you just eat that meat. Yeah. Dude, it's if you've never had it, who? 
But you, you, you have to be careful with the what's the rabbit starvation, right? Because a lot of people, they did it and they're like, hold on, we need some fatty meat because everybody wanted to eat lean. And it was like, well, hold on. What about what's this rabbit starvation thing? Yeah. So uh, rabbit starvation is essentially if you are eating um, too. It's OK. So the body basically has two primary ways that it gets its energy. The main one is through carbohydrates. That's what, you know, the majority of people go through. You have something that goes on the keto diet, your body gets to a point where it's turning the fats into your energy, ketogenesis. So it's using right. the, the fat, turning it into energy, which to say the keto diet's really good for fat loss. Um, although, you know, calories in, calories out. So if you're doing keto, but you're not in a deficit, you're still not going to, you know, it's not going to do shit. That's yeah. one of the biggest fallacies with modern diets is everybody thinks you just do the diet, but they have no understanding yeah. of like, yeah, dude, eating 400 eggs in a day, you're still not going to lose weight. Didn't you um, get killed on a forum because you showed up and one guy was like, I'm eating 4,000 calories in meat. And you're like, my God, the calories. And everybody's uh, like, dude, gee, dude, uh, are we, are we going to get into the carnivore Reddit forum? Sure. I oh, mean, Lord. it's like, we're here. Like, I, I remember <laughs> you said it and it made me laugh because it's like, you know, you know this stuff. And everybody's like, no, nah, dude, it's eating steaks. Like, dude, oh. the, the dumbest motherfuckers I've ever interacted with in my entire life were the people that were on the carnivore Reddit forum. Like the stories I would hear about these fucking grown little infants talking about this diet. Like, well, for one, no one has realistic expectations. Everybody thought they were going to go into carnivore and that like it was going to be just like this miracle thing. And like, obviously you're reading like nameless and faceless people posting. So you're all your brain's filling in the blanks. But like, uh, what did the one guy, I remember there's one thing I was just completely appalled by. Um, but yeah, they were basically telling people um, it didn't matter how many calories you ate. As long as you were just eating meat, you were going to get the yeah. side effects. And I'd, I'd go or get the positive benefits. And I'd go in there and I'm like, hey, guys, look, you know, I've been doing this diet for like a month now. I'm a bodybuilder. Like you still need a calorie deficit. So, you know, <laughs> here, here's here's how you can figure that out. And then I got my comment removed and then banned from the subreddit for like a day. I'm like, and I get a message from this girl. And then she's like, yeah, you're not allowed to spread misinformation here. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking Ooh, about? Like, are you about to get me mad now? Yeah. And then I, I get back on and then like, now I'm pissed. So I'm on the next day. I eventually deleted Reddit off my phone. It became yeah. a very bad habit, you, you a very to. bad app and habit yeah. for me. But uh, I got on one day and this guy was talking about his diet. He's like, I'm not losing weight. He's like 300 pounds. And someone's like, well, what are you eating? Tell us what you're eating. He's like, well, <laughs> he's like, I start. And I make like a big ribeye steak in the morning. I have six eggs. I br I uh, do them su uh, sunny side up or whatever. And I break the yolks all over the top of the, the uh, steak. And then I use my steak and pretend it's bread. And I sop up the yolks. And I'm eating it. And the way he described it was making me sick to my stomach. And then it was just that and a whole lot of other shit. And, it, and like I kind of did some quick math in my head. And I estimated it to be like 3,500 calories. This dude was eating. Yeah. Saying he's driving through like Wendy's. He's like, I had four doubles, four bunless doubles. And I just reading it made me mad. And then so I comment and I'm like, dude, like for one, you're three. Like he think he was saying he was like 300 something pounds and he was like five foot eight, I think. Oh, yeah. And I was like, all right, brother. <laughs> like, you know, and kind of lined it out again. And then I started just getting like attacked. By people yeah. telling me I was wrong and that's not the way the diet works. And like his body needed to repair before it could ever lose weight and shit. And uh, I got fucking, uh, I told them all to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I got permanently banned from the subreddit. So, yeah, um, I think maybe my demeanor in social media and forums like that maybe just don't don't go the best because I just <laughs> it was uh, uh not uh not pleasant. But like I said though, that's the problem with fad diets and what I always try to preach. You know, when anytime I'm talking about the anabolic diet or like you know the recipes and stuff I do is like, look, like this diet will work for you, but you have two rules to follow. You need to eat the amount of calories you need in a day, depending on your goal. You need to eat the amount of protein your body needs in a day. Now, if you're if you're literally just eating my recipes, you don't even got to think about the protein because that's the goal. Like everything's right. so high yeah. protein. You don't got to yeah. think about it. But like you still need that deficit yeah. to lose weight. That's it. And if you go on keto and like and then once again, I think this kind of parlays back into the COVID or parlays back into anything where we talk about how people don't have enough information. They read the headline. I remember being at a cookout once this sticks with me so so much i was at this cookout and uh, this lady and this other lady were talking two older women talking about the diets they were on i wouldn't say either one of them was like you know in incredibly bad shape or anything but yeah one of them like i watched her go like yeah i'm keto right now it's been working pretty good and she reaches down and grabs a handful of potato chips and puts them on her plate at the cookout yeah i was like dude that's that's fucking not keto <laughs> That's yeah. not keto. That's I'm on keto. Just no one questioned it. I'm just sitting back like, <laughs> all right. I didn't know anybody there. It was like, I was there at a, it was like a friend's family thing. So I'm just like, well, this will be fun to talk about on a podcast a couple years from now. <laughs> Dude, the, the calories in calories out the moment I knew how crazy it was, was uh, the bodybuilder, which I'm sure you're familiar with Sadiq Hadzavik. Oh yeah. He, he was talking about like, he was like, when I was young, I used to eat, he was like half a birthday cake go train, come home, eat the second half of the birthday cake. He's like, and I look great. And he said, why? Because of the calories. And then you think like, could there be anything unhealthier than a birthday cake? Like you look, and you look at this guy's physique and you're like, yo, he ate a whole ass birthday cake and he looked great. That, that to me was like the craziest, like the, the true impact of those calories. Cause there is no way you're going to get shredded eating birthday cake. Well, it's like, you look at, uh, you look at, um, uh, Michael Phelps, yeah, U S Olympic gold, sw- uh, gold medal, uh, swimmer. And he talks about his diet when he's training. And it's like this absurd amount of food every yeah. day. Absurd. And you're like your average person, for one, couldn't eat all that. But two, no. would blow up like a puffer fish. And um, you, you look at it and break it down. But then like you estimate how many hours he's spending in the pool. He's burning it off. How many calories he's actually burning. Yep. The dude shredded eating all that. So it really, does, that's what I try to tell people. It's like, it's not necessarily there's like good and bad food. Yeah, there's food you can eat. That might be like obviously addicting could trigger you. Like if you buy a box of Oreos, it's really hard to just have three. Yeah, right. You know Cause I mean? you're like recommended serving size. It's like, I want to kill the whole box. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like a bag of chips. You know what I mean? Cause like, okay, if I have 2,500 calories that I'm going to eat in a day to try to hit my goal and a bag of Doritos is 1500 of them. And then they're not going to do anything to make me feel more full. It's not going to do anything. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get enough protein. But it's like if I wanted a bag of Doritos and then I wanted to maybe eat some chicken breast to get my protein up, that'd work. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've uh yeah. and I and I do that a lot with them. I do a lot of uh I call it anabolic fasting, but really it's just uh kind of like OMAD, but like some days I'll fast all day. Like if I know I'm gonna be around a bunch of bullshit all day, there's a potential yeah. I'm gonna hit the slippery slide, you know what I mean, and just yeah. fuck my shit all up. I'll like just not eat all day. I'll fast. And then when I get home, I'll eat all like 2,500 of my calories in one meal. So I'll make a massive pizza. I'll make like Parmesan fried chicken. I'll do, um, 
maybe like an ice cream thing. I'll have just all this food and I'll sit and it'll take me like 45 minutes to eat all of it. But it's like, you know what I mean? The results yeah. still come. Everything keeps moving. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so crazy. And, and, but the thing is the average person doesn't necessarily know that they don't realize that, right? They think like paleo stuff like that. It's good because we're eating healthy food, but it's like, we all want that to be this, like eat as much as you want, as long as it's healthy. But as soon as yeah. you look into it, you're like, damn it. It's still those damn calories. Well, I mean, you see most people, like I always say this with like keto and uh, paleo or whatever, anytime, because they're like, well, keto worked for me, paleo worked for me, but it's like anytime you're on the standard American diet and you're just hitting the drive through and you're drinking the sugary sodas and you, you don't realize how quickly all those calories add up. Yeah. You have no idea. And the second that you even pay the slightest bit of attention to what your food consumption is, like, and you start looking like, all right, what am I eating today? You know? Okay. Like if I'm going paleo traditionally it's going to be just lower calorie stuff more filling stuff more high protein stuff yep so it's like you switch to that you're going to see those initial results and people generally lose like you get on keto there's a lot of water weight lost in the beginning because of the lack of carbohydrates but it's like as soon as you lose that weight and they might lose a little bit more of it eventually they plateau because they don't really understand what's happening yeah you reach a point where like okay you kind of get the diet down you're tracking and you're like well it's keto it's working Add on a few more eggs. Let's do extra butter today. Oh, that's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. Which is why I saw it like it's always like uh, when you get on like the MyFitnessPal app, you know, and you can Ooh. track yeah. the calories and track what you eat. I mean, that's really uh, if you like, I was it's guaranteed results. Yeah. Guaranteed. If you track your food and you eat enough protein and eat the amount of calories you need a day, it's guaranteed. And I've, I've done it a million times. I'll go on these little things. I'll do like a mini cut and then I, I'll get extra lean for a little bit and I'm just tracking, doing my shit. And that's with one crazy cheat meal a week. But then as soon as I quit tracking and then, you know, dude, having these Anna bars, these new protein bars we launched in the house has been a nightmare for me. <laughs> yeah. A nightmare. I've eaten so many Anna bars. It's unreal. I'm talking like 20 yeah. in a day. Unreal. Just crazy. Yeah. Which we sold completely out of those motherfuckers, which is insane. I mean, that, that's exciting seeing all the business stuff happen. It's like, you, and the thing is, they always say like you want multiple streams of revenue and to see them be successful, like that's, that's exciting. Well, they say that you're, uh, one thing I read that always uh, resonated with me was they said your average million, your average millionaire, I don't know how true this is, but it sounded good. Your average millionaire has seven sources of income. It does sound good when you put it It does sound way. good. Yeah. But it's like the crazy thing about this launch, man, with the Anabars. Um, so we dropped this protein bar, been uh, hyping it up for a little bit. But it was like, I expected a big launch, but I didn't expect what happened. Dude, it was, we launched at 9 p.m. on a Thursday night um, ahead of schedule. I've been hyping it up. Um, I set the site to live at 9. And within 30 minutes, we'd done like $35,000 in sales. Yeah. It was, it was just insane to watch. The number was climbing and I'm on the phone with my business partner and we're both just like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then over the course of uh, the launch weekend, it was something like 125 or $130,000 in sales and fucking March ended January, February. Yeah. Was that March? We launched in March. Yeah. We're in April. Okay. Yeah. March ended and we did more revenue in March than we did in the entire year of 2020. In one month, over one product, one launch sold completely out. 
ended up being something like 72,000 individual protein bars were sold. That's crazy. Yes. Fucking <laughs> insane. So right now we're sold out. So it's really sad looking at our website now. But that launch, but but it was just like, uh, that's why we like, back to what I was saying earlier, it was like, I've done all this stuff to build an audience, build a group of people that trust me, trust what I say. When I tell them I'm going to have the best protein bar on the market, they believe me. Um, you know, because I have a track record for being honest and not fucking people over, you know what I mean? And then like, I tell them they show up, they fucking support, they buy it. And it's like, there's no way I could have launched this protein bar and had any level of success if I hadn't done everything else up to this point the way I had. Yeah. So it's like, well, it's like compounding, like, you know, success is like you start your journey and you're like a pebble rolling down a hill. But as that pebble goes, it picks up more steam, momentum, gets bigger, rolls. And then eventually, by the end of it, you're just this unstoppable force. Like, it would take so much to stop you at that point. When you're a pebble in the beginning, it's easy to knock you off track. But at the end of it, like, you just become this immovable object. You're on your path. And it's like, yeah, this launch, yeah, like, blew every, like, I've never done anything that successful in business in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just blew yeah. everything out of the wall. It was just fucking insane. So, whew. But you guys have the the protein that's extremely successful too, right? What is it? The cinnamon toast swirl or yeah, something? Yeah, cinnamon like toast that? swirl, yeah. Impossible to buy. I've seen ads for it. I've seen, you know, every time I get like sold out, I'm like, I give, I'm just going to add cinnamon in my vanilla because there's no way you're touching <laughs> the It's insane how yeah. it is. Well, so the problem with protein powder is that uh, it's expensive to manufacture, it's expensive to ship, and it's uh, expensive to store because it's so big. So there's a lot of extra costs that go into protein powder, which makes it the least profitable supplement you can sell. So it's um, protein bars. So I want to say like on like a jug of protein, um, the profit margins after we ship it, we might only make five bucks on a tub. Wow. Yeah. yeah like a box of protein bars all said and done ends up being like 13 or $14. Yeah. And you got to think a jug of protein, if you got 30 scoops in it, you know, 30 days, box protein bars, 12 bars, 12 days. Most people won't sit there and just scoop protein in their mouth, you know, but like yeah. a protein bar, you make a good enough one, people yeah. will sit there and eat. Yep. You know, I mean, like I said, dude, I've had nine protein, nine antibars today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's the fucking problem. Yeah. I need to figure this out. So it's like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, um, yeah, it's fucking wild. It's been, uh, yeah, and like, you know, protein was our primary driver and performer in 2020 so it's like to have that and then like i say you just keep you know as a business like we started with protein um amino acids in pre-workout and like we've moved into like cycle support so like pills you take while you're taking steroids that oh, will wow. help you yeah. yeah but that will help you like um safeguard your body your organs prostate yeah. you know any like any of the bad side effects it's like there to like we call it shield it's right. like all right like not that this is the end all be all but it'll basically put everything in your favor help your liver heart kidneys everything yeah. um so we have that launched that didn't expect that to do well and it's our like second second best product um if we're not counting anabars compared to the protein it's second best seller but it profits more than the protein so it's like all right you add you keep adding these things that people really like you build out your catalog and now we have three flavors of the anabars all completely sold out so more coming in stock but it's like all right we had so now you got you know we had a quarter of a million dollar year last year then it's like 
Then we did that in one month this year. We added a new product to the lineup and it's like, you just keep, that's what a bit, I mean, it's just anything like a business, a podcast, a YouTube channel. Like you're, you're like right now, like you're on your 29th episode, right? So you're just like laying the groundwork, the seeds down yeah. what you're trying to do. And then it's like, but you got to have that foundation. Like our pre-workout, it sells, but you know, I'm not getting rich off of it. No. Our green sell, I'm not getting rich off of it. You know what I mean? But it's like, eventually you have all this shit. And it's all doing, it's got its own little, you know, customer base. It's selling to certain people. And it's like, that's how you, that's how you fucking make a successful business. Yeah. So it's like anything. It's like, you got a, like a seed, you water that motherfucker every day. It's going to grow up some, sometime, but if you quit watering it, you give up on it. You don't give it sunlight, you know, what are you left with? Exactly. But it's like you couldn't have just went out there and been like, hey, guys, we made these protein bars if no one knew who you were, right? And people would be like, why, why would I buy your protein bars? But 100%. people have been following you and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, hold on. If he vouches for these protein bars, we're at least going to give it a try. And that's and that's huge too. Well, it's – um, I mean, so social media marketing is probably the most successful form of marketing yeah. today. I mean, whether that's on a podcast, whether that's through uh, athletes that are on Instagram or you know yeah. whoever. Just If you have a social media platform, pay those people to advertise for you. Our company – What's helped us out a ton is that I am our marketing. Right. Yeah. You know, we don't got to put our, you don't got to hire nobody to do nothing to tell people our stuff's good. Like yeah. we know. So not only am I our marketing arm, but I'm also like, I'm taste testing all the stuff. I'm formulating it. I'm making sure it's got the macros we want. Yeah. I'm making sure it's something that works with what I'm telling my people works. Like imagine if I came out with like a slice of chocolate cake and it was like, this is what you need to eat. Here is your bar. And it's like no protein and all this bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not a good look. So it's like I've had my hand in every every part of its development, the wrapper, the name, Anna Bar. Yeah. Perfect, right? Fucking perfect. Yeah, can't argue with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like, uh, yeah. And then, um, you know, and a lot of these other companies, like if there's one thing, because uh, the company we work with that manufactures our bars, they're this – um. I would call them compared to other manufacturers, more of a mom and pop manufacturer. Yeah. Right. So um, they work with a lot of brands that do like, uh, let's say like more natural bars. Like uh, if you made a bar and you're like, this is the all natural vegan bar and it's got honey in it, peanut butter and like oatmeal. And that's like all that's in it. hundred percent natural. Right. They have these bars that taste good, but no one knows they exist. So that's a problem. Yep. So we reach out to these people and like, you know, they're kind of letting us know how their stuff works. It's like, I'm like, well, how many do you think you're going to sell? I'm like, well, I mean, I know we'll sell them. I'm not worried about like not selling them. And uh, I was like, but, and I like the idea. These bars you make are taste incredible, but can we spice them up a little bit? Like what <laughs> happens if we throw cinnamon toast crunch in this one? Right. We'll keep them on like a natural base. Let's keep them yeah. like no crazy fibers, not going to upset your stomach, no sugar alcohols, but like, let's throw some cinnamon toast crunch in this one. This one, can we make like peanut butter and jelly? And this one, I want Oreos in it. And can we put white chocolate around it? That'd be really dope. Not that's definitely spicing it up right there. Just here, because that that's what people want. They want the taste good, but they want the results too. Like, huh, it's trying to sell it as you know honey and you know granola. It's not enough. Like that's not it's not sexy. Yeah. It's not what people are looking for. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's so that, that's been the big thing with Anabars has been like um making them uh like. Making protein bars sexy again, making them fun. Cause you go and you buy a quest bar, you know, one of my big tests that I had when I was launching this was, a. Uh, I I remember going on a vacation with my mom and my sister 
family vacation and I was first kind of getting into fitness and I packed a ton of quest bars with me. And I thought they were the shit. I was kind of new to this whole thing. I'm like, these are so good. And then yeah. my, we were at the beach one day and everybody was hungry. I'm like, well, here, mom, try a quest bar. You'll love it here. My sister, try a quest bar. You'll love it. And they ate them. They each took one bite and hated it. Like no one finished them. Yeah. And then when we were getting our samples of these new bars and really dialing them in, once we were like basically done, had all these samples and uh, they all came down here and visited me in Texas and like, I'm handing them out. They're scarfing them down. Like these are good. I'm like, all right, that's the yeah. goal. Yeah. When like, it's not just bodybuilders that can eat them. Exactly. It's, like the moms and the, you know what I mean? Make a universal product. One you could put on a shelf in a grocery store that like anybody could eat and anybody's going to love. You gave it to your kid. They would have no idea it was a protein bar. Yep. If you can nail that and then get the nutrition right, you got, you got magic. And that's, uh, yeah, I haven't got one bad review yet. I haven't had one person tell me they don't like them. Because that's the thing, too. When you guys are in the fitness community, like some people are used to, you know, some of them just taste like shit or we eat them because we want the macros, stuff like that. But you got to think, like, if you want to reach the regular person, it's got to taste good to the regular person, not good for a protein bar. 100%. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, that's why I'm, I was confident telling people before we launched, I'm like, look, I know I'm biased, but this is the best tasting protein <laughs> bar you'll, you'll ever have. Like, right. I, I repeated that over and over again. Sure enough, man, no one's, uh, no one's yeah. told me I was, I was wrong yet. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, and then it's, it's awesome to hear. Cause it's like, you're, you know, some people just stopped at YouTube, but you guys took it a step further. Well, especially you took it a step further. And now it's like, you're using all of your, your resources in this case. Well, I mean, I think you should always leverage, um, all the tools at your disposal. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at, if you're looking at, cause you know, growing up playing video games and, um, just really I got really fascinated. I played a lot of RPGs where it's like uh, role-playing games where like, you know, your Skyrims and uh, Mass Effects and just games where you start with a character, the character's shit, you level them up, you learn the systems, you go from a zero to a hero type thing. And I had this thought early on when I started doing this. I was like, all right, like I can play all these video games. I can get to the end. I can beat them. I can get really good at them. I can max level my characters, get all the dope shit, get the cool cars, get the cool clothes, get everything. I'm like, but isn't that what life is? Isn't life a game? Isn't it a set of systems? Is it not a set of rules? Is there not a certain way this shit works? Is there not a way to game it and be better than, you know, the next person at gaming the system? Yeah. Right? And that was how I looked at it. And it was like, um, at any given point, you have all your resources available to you, you know, and you always have your own intrinsic strengths and weaknesses. You figure out like what you're good at and you lean into that. Like if there's one thing I think I'm decent at on YouTube is uh I'm, I make what I do fun in a way that's um you know uh I try to joke around I try to laugh I try to smile I try to make people come away from videos feeling better yeah you know what I mean while still giving information offering value and it's like uh you know playing to your strengths and then realizing once you do get some success it's really easy to blow money but yeah. the best thing you can do is save your money be a cheap ass, get the essentials, buy yourself a nice house, you know, get the, don't go buy the Lamborghini with the first little bit of money you make, yeah. save it. And then like, you know, pay off your, your bills, pay off your debts. Like, you know what I mean? Just like do the smart thing. Like take the money you make, like the first money I made on YouTube, I reinvested into new cameras. I reinvested into, you know what I mean? Like I just yep. Yep. spent money when I didn't, you know, when it was money that I didn't really have, like I had it, but it wasn't like, you know, it was like I was take these steps forward to make money and then I would like take the step right back in my bank account just to like improve my shit. Boom, boom, yep. boom, boom. And it's like uh, even doing Final Boss and starting that up was like 
a huge chunk of my savings to get that going with like, no, like, is this going to be successful? I don't know, but I believed in it. And then to the point where now it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, dude, there's a high possibility. We'll have our first million dollar year as a company this year. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. So it's like, um, yeah. And it's just like, uh, I mean, you have, there's so many resources available. I mean, you know, whether that's hop, I mean the podcast thing, I mean, you're doing it. Anybody can start a podcast. Anybody, anybody can start a YouTube channel. Yep. You know, all the knowledge you want, all these programs you need to learn. If you want to learn how to edit video, um, you can get on YouTube, watch things on. I put out two rap albums by yeah. myself that I recorded, edited, mixed, and everything all on my own. Uh, yeah. And like, if you listen to it, it sounds like I did it in a professional studio. Like, yeah. cause I just taught myself how to do it. So it's like, if you got, the, if you have the will and the drive, you can do anything you want, anything. So if you're, especially if you're computer inclined, if you're kind of technologically inclined yeah. and you're a fast learner, you can do anything and you can learn it. You don't even need college these days. Did you go to college? That's why I was in France. I got that degree in marketing. Okay. I did. Do you have a job in marketing? No. <laughs> Are you trying to that. find a job in marketing? Uh, not, not yet. Right now I'm trying to like, you know, hunker down at the shit job that I have to try to make it full-time making content. And then eventually if I can't make it happen, then you just take the L and, and go into marketing. But you know, do, that's, you owe, do you, do you owe a lot of money for college? No. Okay, good. Nope. So I'm, I'm in a good place. So it's like, it's just about, you know, sticking with it and then trying to make something happen. Yeah. Follow your dreams first. And you'll, you'll learn a lot more doing this. You could apply to your marketing job later. If, yeah. even though I don't like to say if, cause you're obviously gonna make this work right right, right. You know i mean but that's a, into it, existence yeah it's i mean dude it's it's it's, it's a do or die and that's what the mentality is it's yeah. fucking do or die like there's there's enough out here for everybody like because people are consuming content at a rate we've never consumed it before and like everybody's got podcasts become more popular every day you get people and you you resonate with the right people especially like you know the hardcore mma fans and the people that want to have that consistent content and Dude, you don't you don't even always have to be interviewing people. You could get on and do like, you know, fight card reviews and yeah. You know what I mean? Get on and just set your camera up. You're talking, you're editing in clips and footage from the last UFC. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. there's all sorts of ways you could broaden. And uh there was who's the guy on YouTube that I started following? He would do these um videos on fighters like was Brendan Schaub really good? question mark. And he would just sit oh. and talk. Oh, his name is um Kamaru or something. Some, some Kiona. Kiona. Some it's, it's like KK something. But I know who you're talking about. I think it's a yeah, yeah. dude. It, yeah. His, it's like how good was he actually or something like that. Yeah. He got really successful doing that. He's, and, it, and I watched him grow and it, it was really yeah. cool watching his journey. Yeah, same. So it's like, I mean, dude, there's, you know, I, I sometimes I get in my head and I'll be like, man, what a, am I going to always have video ideas? And then like I'll stop and I'll go, yeah, you can make a video about anything. Yeah. yeah. About anything. Like made there's a, a million, guy made a video about Brendan Schaub. You can make a video about anything. Yeah. Fucking and if Brendan Schaub can make it as a podcaster, <laughs> anybody can make it as a yeah, podcaster. Yeah, exactly. That if that if uh well man, if that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I try not to I try not to hate on Schaub, man. He gets a lot of hate though. But uh, I, yeah, I, I saw somebody said like they were talking shit about him. They're like, but you know what? The difference between him and other people, they they're like, you feel like his heart's in the right place. You know what 100%. I mean? It's kind, of, it's kind of an idiot. It's kind of goofball, but you, you don't feel like it, there's no ma malice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hundred percent. Like, you feel like his heart's in the right place. He's kind of a goofball, but he's doing know. his best. <laughs> and, and like I always said, dude, I, I respect anybody's hustle. Like, if there's one thing that I universally respect about anybody, um, is just that, like, if I see you were just like 
you're trying to do your shit, you know, like did like down here in uh, Houston, I trained at Alphalete gym and it's just full of people that are just doing fitness, um, full time, like, or trying to do it full time or, or in the process of making content and starting YouTube channels and shit. And it's like, um, when I talk to them and like, uh, you know, there's some people down here that are really successful at it and they kind of like distance themselves and they become like, uh, maybe too good to hang out with certain people because they're not at a certain level. Right. But like for me, I, I, I try to take the Joe Rogan approach. I'm like, yeah, like I'm having the fights tonight. All you motherfuckers come over, make your TikToks, bring your cameras, shoot your videos. Like, let's do it. Like, why not? Let's all have fun. And it's like, cause I, cause I have so much respect. Cause I know when I started YouTube, everybody, I wanted to get those crazy collabs. I wanted to yeah. see the people that I loved and like, you know, shake their hands and all the people I respected. And if I ever got, I mean, I got blown off by a couple of like of them in person. And it was really disheartening. You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like at some point when you're trying to come up and you're trying to make this shit happen, having someone that's already done it or is in the process of doing it, tell you that like, kind of give you some advice or give you some words yeah. of encouragement. That goes such a long way. That's something I never really had in the beginning. Like in a small town, dude, this town I grew up in, I was the first person, at least that I know of, that even had a YouTube channel. It was trying to do it full time. Everybody talked shit when I started. Like, what's he doing? Laughing at me, telling my girlfriend at the time, like, what are you doing with him? He's just going to be a failure. Like, what are you doing with him? Find you a better man. You know what I mean? And then last yeah. year I bought, I fucking bought her a Range Rover and gave it to her. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, but like that, that's that thing though. It's just like, people are going to talk shit no matter what. You just can't believe anything they say. You just got to, Believe in yourself. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I feel that. Listen, man, we've done almost three hours here. I know. I need to get off here, bud. That's crazy, <laughs> man. Listen, uh, I always like to end it by letting people plug their stuff. So you got a lot of stuff, man. The antibars, uh, social media, all that stuff. So anything you want to plug, sir, the floor is yours. All right, uh, man. If you type in Remington James on YouTube, I'm gonna pop up. That's really easy. If you type in Remington James on Google, I'm gonna pop up. It's really easy. RemingtonJamesFitness.com. All the links are there. I mean, there's not many Remington Jameses. You have no problem finding me. So search it. You know what I mean? If you give a shit. If not, it's all good, baby. Hey, let me know uh, if you need a repeat guest, maybe, you know, UFC card or something down the future, you know, down the road. You watch it. I watch it. We reconnect and yeah. give some thoughts on it or something. 100%, man. I got you. Uh, listen, uh, to end it, Remington, thank you for coming on, sir. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. It's going to go down in history books, one of the longest podcasts ever. <laughs> and for the people that made it to the end, you know, holy shit, you made it to the end. Thank you to you. Congratulations. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.